Hey yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Centro. The world is listening. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I'm mad as hell about these freaking whores who have pimped and raped and prostituted the sport of professional wrestling right down into the ground, right down into the gutter, right down into the circus with all the clowns. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's still real to me, damn it. As I locked eyes with a warrior that has his face painted, and the outer edges of his faceplate interlock with each other, then I know that that warrior is ready to make that sacrifice so that I shall live. Wow, man, freak out! Woo! I have wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. And that's the bottom line. What? Just stone cold said so. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Do I have everybody's attention now? In anybody else's hands, this is a microphone. In my hands, it's a pipe bomb. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Wrestling News Live with the bad boys of wrestling radio. And you two jabronis don't even have enough class to introduce yourself? What is your name? Wrestling. It doesn't matter what your name is. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. If I can be serious for a minute, without being interrupted. This on. All right, good evening, guys, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. As always, I am your party host, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay. Welcome back to the award-winning Wrestling News Live. For those of you that don't know, Wrestling News Live this past week at the 2013 Wrestling Radio Awards picked up uh, two more to add to our collection. We're very proud of those for Editor's Choice Interview of the Year with Stone Cold Steve Austin and, of course, 
media interview of the year with Booker T. So once again, adding those awards to our trophy case. I think we need a new trophy case at this point, folks, because it seems like we've been just killing them at the awards every year. So kudos to you guys for the voting and, uh, you know, kudos to us for putting out great interviews. Uh, but we've got a lot to talk about on the program tonight. We're going to be running down what happened last night. Uh, the Raw Roulette. That's right. Raw was from Las Vegas last night, and it was a little interesting. But we will talk in depth about the show. There were good things. There were bad things. And then there were great things. We're going to be running down maybe some of the aftermath from the Royal Rumble from this past Sunday. News to talk about. Hulk Hogan once again in the news. Not a good story for the Hulkster. Not to mention Tammy Sitch also in the news. Not a good story for her as well. But uh, it just seems like we just repeat that every week here on Wrestling News Live. But uh, with that being said, I want to bring on my co-host here on Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Isn't it just crazy? The shit that you read during the week on Facebook and in the IWC, it's a never-ending source of entertainment. It really is, man. <laughs> I mean, serious, especially when it relates to Hogan and, and Tammy Sitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we could do a reality show on those two. Be awesome. Shit. You want to talk about ratings? <laughs> You'd never be short for material. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that at all. So how's your day going, Bronx? Pretty good, man. Filed my taxes today like every good red-blooded American should do. And, uh, well, mainly because I'm getting a refund. But if you owe, maybe you don't look at it as optimistically as I do. <laughs> this, You know, I haven't done a tax return in, what, six, seven years now? But that's mainly because I don't live there anymore. So I'm not making income there, so I can't claim anything, right? So they owe me nothing, and I owe them nothing. It's all good. Shit, do they even have tax returns in, up there in Canada? I don't, I don't know how that works. They, they do, actually. Oh, okay. Everywhere there's taxes. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, minus maybe Ethiopia. I mean, what are they going to tax you on? All right, let's not start this. Not this early. If Trey were here, he'd say, they tax you on flies, goddammit. But he's yeah, not here. But he's not here, so let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I sound funny, I'm sorry. It was like minus 30 today. And uh, my daughter's been sick the last two days. I've been nursing her back to health. And I'll be damned if I ain't got a cold. Damn. Hazards of living in Canada. Shit, I mean, like, how is a hazmat suit not standard in Canada? It should be, bro. It should be. Oh, man, I'm telling you. But, I mean, like you said, man, Raw last night was like, ooh, it was a roller coaster, man. Interesting show, to say the least. Yes, it was. So, I'll tell you what, without further ado, let's go ahead and do that thing that we like to call, well, the Raw Recap. It's time. For your WNL Monday Night Raw recap with Don Brocks, the Brocks Father.
Well, Raw is live from Las Vegas, Nevada. And whenever it's from Vegas, it seems like we get a Raw roulette. Now, it was done a little different last night, but I'll get into that later. We start off with CM Punk coming out. And he's tearing everything up. He says, I didn't lose. I actually beat The Rock. I'm still the people's champion because Rock's a cheater. He couldn't pin me without help, without help from Vince. He tells the crowd, you're all cheaters for being fans of The Rock. 434 days, I was a real champion. And it should be known as the Phoenix Screwjob, comparing it to, of course, the Screwjob with Bret Hart. And Punk is just livid. He's going to crash the party, but Vince McMahon comes out. And after Punk calls Vince various names... Paul Heyman is in the ring with Punk, of course, and Vince says he has video proof that Punk and Heyman were involved with the Shield all along. And Vince says, I'm tired of Heyman, I've had enough of him, and tonight you're going to have a performance review, and depending on what this footage shows, you may end up being fired. So that's how we start things off. I mean... Interesting. We heard about this, you know, performance review before Raw even came on the air. Very true. You know, the thing I liked about the start of the show is, you know, how mad CM Punk was going down to ringside um, and just being very irate over the fact that he's no longer the champion, you right. know, claiming that he still is the champion, that this is his 435th day as the WWE champion, how, you know, the Rock had help from Vince McMahon and, you know, how he defended the title all by himself with no help from anybody. You got to love CM Punk's heel, heel promo. Uh, the, the intensity he brought out last night, I was really digging. Yeah, definitely, where he just didn't even acknowledge the fact that he lost. Uh, you know, I didn't lose. It was bullshit. I'm still the champion. And it gets better with Punk later on. But we have our first match, which is Randy Orton versus Antonio Cesaro. And the stip in this match uh, via the uh, roulette is that Miz is the special guest referee. Now, during this match, of course, Cesaro gets pissed off. He shoves Miz and ends up eating an RKO. And Orton wins. And at the end, Miz also ends up giving Cesaro the skull-crushing finale. Vicky spins the wheel, tells Ryback that it's going to be a make-me-laugh situation. And in the ring, primetime players is with Ryback, and we have this make-me-laugh challenge. And primetime player tries a joke, which is basically a fail, and Ryback actually comes up with something that's pretty cool. What has four eyes, 20 fingers, and is about to be unconscious? And we get our answer because Ryback totally fucking kills Titus O'Neil. And his partner doesn't really help him out that much. And then when Matt Stryker decides to open his mouth and says, hey, Ryback, you know, that was cool. Ryback takes out Matt Stryker as well. That I kind of liked. It, I liked the way you thought they were going to totally fuck over Ryback, but he ended up kind of, he, he ended up doing a good job of like, you know, just brushing it off. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I was like, are they really going to have Ryback come out and try to tell a joke? Well, but, you know, they, they did it the best way they could. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, when I heard it was a make me laugh challenge, I thought, 
why in the blue hell are they doing this stupidity, okay? You just came off a really hot pay-per-view last night from the Rumble. And now you're going to do this raw roulette, and you're going to actually have Ryback go out and cut a joke. He did exactly what he needed to. Said he was basically going to kick their ass, and he did. And, and I thought it worked perfectly. Um, you know, even Matt Stryker got his ass kicked, which was great. So, in that respect, they did fine. But there were so many moments last night on that show where the raw roulette wheel was a fucking joke. Back when Bischoff was doing it, the raw roulette was cool. Because you didn't have stupid shit like karaoke and the make me laugh challenge and all this and that. Uh, I just, I know it's a PG product and they're trying to, you know, cater to the children. But there were so many things on Raw last night that I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. And, you know, that was one of my favorite shows as well. You know, the Raw Roulette. And like last night, with it just being basically almost all about Vicky, it took a lot away from it. You know, I I don't know. It it just, it kind of fell a little bit flat in some places. But Wade Barrett gets player's choice on the on the wheel, and he can choose his opponent. And he picks young Bo Dallas, who was at the Rumble, and Dallas goes over. He beats Wade Barrett clean. So that to me was very interesting. Kind of remind you know what it reminded me of the the Bo Dallas and uh, Wade Barrett match. It kind of reminded me. I don't know if you ever saw this or not, but back in what was it '93 when Raw first started, and you had this virtual unknown called the Lightning Kid who showed up on Raw and got that win over Razor Ramon. That's kind of what it reminded me. The way that he just he got the quick win and got out of the ring. Well, it was great when he stole the freaking money from Razor. When it was the the, the challenge, was it like, how much was it? A million dollars? No, no, no. It was like a, I want to say it was like, uh, was it 15000 or something? It was some kind of, it was, I know it was a money challenge. I think it was like the $15,000 challenge. I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But, yeah, he took the money and ran at the end of the match. He got in the car and took off. That was great. It was good stuff. That was That was when Raw was fun to watch. Yeah, and then Razor turns face and got behind the kid and said, the kid, he can beat anyone, anytime. He beat Razor Ramon. Well, my, my accent is just terrible. So, Well, you know, and, and then it led into a feud with DiBiase where uh, Justin Credible actually got the win over DiBiase courtesy of Razor Ramon. And right. so DiBiase, that was when he was going under the P.J. Polacco gimmick. Man, we're going back. We're going back. That, that was, I, I'm going to say, 93, 94 when that happened. Yeah, and I remember it, you know, pretty damn well. Wow. Amazing. But, you know, Cody Rhodes spins the wheel on who he's going to face tonight, and he lands on Cena. And Cody Rhodes sells it like his life is about to end. We see a promo for John Cena where, yes, he is going to be, you know, on the box of Fruity Pebbles. One of my favorite cereals, which now I probably can't eat without vomiting, but in any event, we have our Cena versus Cody match. And during the match, Cody Rhodes basically gives up. He's just sick of this. And he says, it's a waste of my time and tries to leave. But Cena pulls him back in. Cena goes over, of course. And, you know, he panders to the crowd. Well, by the sound of it, all of you didn't pick me to win the Rumble. He talks about how he won the Rumble And he can go into Mania facing either champ he wants. 
the WWE champ or, of course, the world heavyweight champ. And he talks about the year buildup with The Rock and how he couldn't beat The Rock. And then he talks about how Punk, no matter what, managed to find a way to squeak out a win any way he could. And he says that, you know, I, I haven't been able to beat either of you guys, but if I have to pick any title to go up for, it's going to be the WWE Championship. He tells Rock and Punk that they are both marked men, and he says the Rock couldn't carry his jockstrap. But before Cena can finish, the Shield interrupts. They come out, and, you know, they're overwhelming Cena. Sheamus comes out, tries to make the save. He can't get it done. Ryback tries to come out to help, but at the end of the night, the Shield manages to overpower all three men, and Cena takes the triple Shield powerbomb. So the Shield ended up looking pretty good last night, but I think they need to be in more matches. And I think they will be in the future, but I think uh, I think you're right on that one. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good. I liked, I liked how the Shield ended up looking, getting one over on Cena. Now we take just a turn that I... Tensei spins the wheel, Lord Fatass, and it's a lingerie challenge. And Vicky says, no, it's not going to happen. Vince McMahon is out here already ready to fire motherfuckers. That ain't going to happen. So Tensei leaves. Brodus Clay spins the wheel, and it turns out to come out as a dance-off. And Clay says, oh, don't worry, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let Tensei know of the change. But when we come back from break... It turns out Brodus doesn't tell Tensei what's going on. Tensei comes out wearing, I think it was a, what do they call it, a teddy? I don't yes, know. it's a teddy, Bronx. Now, Jerry Lawler is announcing all this in the ring. And, of course, he's informed, hey, it's a dance-off, you didn't need to do this. But Tensei doesn't want to dance. And, you know, King says, look, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas Let's just do it. And basically, Brodus Clay convinces Tensei to dance. He dances horribly. And we have a segment where Ron Simmons comes in and just says, damn. And that was like the giant Bernard, J.J., the best thing since bread was invented. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm making dinner last night as this is happening. Um, the kids are watching, Harmony's watching, and uh, I, I got to say, I mean, let's be honest here. Let's call a spade a spade. Um, Tensei is actually a better dancer than Brodus Clay. Uh, no. No, 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 he is. He dances a hell of a lot better than Brodus Clay does. But, you know, I can almost see these two being packaged together as a tag team. Um, uh, just by some sheer miracle. The WWE is going to probably do something with them. Put them in a tag team together and probably call them something stupid. You know, I vote you call them the Fat Boys. P-H-A-T. Fat Boys. <laughs> and let them have fun because I think the Tensei gimmick is dead. Um, I really don't like Brodus Clay's gimmick. So you may as well give them something to work with and put them in a tag team division. I just, I have to admit it was quite comical watching him dance around in a fucking teddy. But definitely not one of the high points of the show. No. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. I mean, 
look, you know what? Kudos to him for taking this abuse and doing it. You know what I mean? I mean, the bottom line is when you're getting paid, you, you do what you got to do. So I'm not shitting on, shitting on him as a person, but his character, who will ever take the name Tensei seriously after this? No one. Well, that's the good thing about WWE. They can take a gimmick, kill it, and rebrand somebody. We've only seen that with him about a dozen times. I mean, we're talking about a guy that debuted as Prince Albert. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I, I don't know. We move on to uh, what I thought was a high point on Raw. Alberto Del Rio spins the wheel and gets a body slam contest against the Big Show. Now, the first thing that happens before this match or this challenge, whatever you want to call it, even gets underway, Big Show attacks Rodriguez, and he hits the KO punch on Del Rio. Now, Big Show, in what is what I would call classic fucking heel, duct tapes Del Rio's wrist to the top rope. I mean, he does a good job. He makes sure Del Rio can't get out. And when Del Rio comes to, he has to sit there helpless and watch the Big Show just destroy Rodriguez and talk shit. And during this whole thing, uh, JBL really sells it by doing some great commentary, heel commentary the way it should be done, Taz, and says, you know what? Fucking Del Rio deserves this. You know, he duct taped show to the ring. This is all payback. This is what should happen. And this is just brutal heel shit with Big Show bullying Ricardo and Del Rio, setting up for where Del Rio has to get revenge from this. I thought this was one of the high points. It was really a classic, classic heel move by the Big Show. You know what the best part of the commentary was? What's that? Nobody said anything about it being a rocket buster or mentioned aces and eights. <laughs> true true you know what just to segue for a moment i'd have no problem with jbl on every week he added so much tonight i mean last night excuse me jbl up my letter grade for raw when we get to it his commentary is just so good that i think he belongs there all the time i would agree with that i mean when when he left the business a couple years back and left the commentary table, I was disappointed because I thought he and Cole made such a great team. You know, when he first started, he was horrible. But, you know, that's usually how it works with a color commentator. It, it, it takes a little time for them to get, you know, used to the style and what needs to be done. Same with Taz. When Taz first started on SmackDown, he was horrendous. And by the time he was done, um, he was obviously one of the better commentators in the company. But JBL, I think, was JBL and Cole were like the greatest duo aside from J.R. and King, um, or excuse me, yeah, J.R. and King, you know, for SmackDown, they were absolutely perfect. They were a great pair. And um, it's nice to see him getting back into that role because I knew he was good at it, but he shines. And I agree. I'd love to see him on Raw every week. I don't think they're going to do it every week, but uh, it'd be great because, you know, I, I – at some point, I mean, and I love Jerry the King Lawler, but you got to think that Michael Cole is going to be the guy, or excuse me, Michael Cole is not going to be the guy. Um, sometimes when you're sick, you're not thinking correctly. JBL is going to be the guy that's going to kind of transition and take over that role at some point when Lawler's done. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree, you know, d- definitely. And I like the way Cole started giving him shit last night, saying, look, you're not even contributing. You're not doing anything, which, of course, JBL was. But Cole kind of sold it like he was legit pissed at JBL. So maybe they're planting that seed that you're mentioning, you know. Well, like I say, you know, heaven forbid, I, I want King to fucking quit because I still love him on commentary. But, yeah, you know, the good thing about having JBL around is he can fill a slot when he needs to. Definitely. Definitely. And speaking of filling a slot, we have Tamina versus Caitlin in a Las Vegas oh. showgirls. See, you messed me up. I thought, man, it's a little too early to be talking about Tammy Sitch right now. Oh, but um, boom, boom, Nice. But we have Tamita versus Caitlin in a Las Vegas showgirls lumberjill match. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I can't honestly tell you who won. Not like you care, because it just ends in like a Pier 6 brawl between all the girls. We never really get a definitive winner. It just turns into a shit fest in the ring. So, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't really remember this match. Um, cooking dinner was more important at that point, you know? Uh, which was a great dinner, by the way. Uh, I just, I, I don't remember anything about this match, other than there were able bodies in the ring, and nothing really was accomplished. Well, I mean, staring at, you know, the paint on your wall would have made you forget about this match, so I don't blame you. Like, I mean, seriously, I, look, I, I'm not, I, I want to come on here and, like, say derogatory things about Caitlyn, but, wow, what a choice to put the belt on, you know? Not that that belt matters, mind you, but what a choice, folks. What a choice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who else is there, man? Uh, well... I would go for Layla at this point, or I don't know, maybe you could bring back Natalia to the Divas division instead of being the fucking reject girlfriend of the great Kali. I, I'm embarrassed for, for Natty. I am. I mean, I love her to death. I haven't spoken to her in years since she went to the WWE, but we used to be friends. And I am embarrassed that they have her in that role. I am absolutely disgusted that she is wasting away to be the girlfriend of fucking Kali. I'm just, I'm disgusted. There's no other word to describe it. It's, it's, it's disgust. Yeah. No, I I mean, I'm not going to argue with you at all. I mean, it's just like, you know, these divas matches come on and, and, you know, we've been infamous for calling them piss breaks. And sadly, that's, that's what it's become. That's what it is. Well, I mean, you know, what's fucked up, dude. We're watching Raw, and, and we see the third inductee into the Hall of Fame this year, which, I, which I'm psyched. Harmony and I are both looking forward to this. But now Trish Stratus, the one woman who in the last 20 years has infused life into the women's division and was considered the diva of the decade, was considered one of the greatest women's champions of all time. And in the same breath that you're going to show that, you're going to show us a match with Caitlyn and Tamina and girls who couldn't even fucking come close to comparing to what Trish was. The only person who could probably, in my opinion, make the leap and be just as big for women's wrestling as a Trish Stratus would be Natty if you let her go out there and fucking wrestle and do what she knows how to do. I'm not saying she's great on the microphone. You know, maybe you give her a manager. But you let her go out there and, and, and entertain and fucking wrestle? 
There's none better. Yeah, but on the other hand, she needs an opponent, bro. You know, who there is going to be able to get in the ring with her and be like, what the fuck? I mean, it was like, like last week I posted one of the Trish Stratus Lita main events from Raw on the SNS Facebook page. And I sat there and watched that. And I'm like, my God, what happened? <laughs> what happened what? is they, they just lost interest in this division. They got rid of all the wrestlers. I mean, Beth left because they weren't utilizing her properly. Um, you know, everybody's left. You know, all they want's the fluff divas. There's, there's, uh, there's a few girls on NXT that would be great if you brought them up to the main roster. Girls like, you know, Emma and Paige. Absolutely. But unfortunately, this division is a joke. I mean, this division is the worst it's ever been right now simply because they don't have the talent to fill that roster. And the sad thing is they do have talent that can wrestle, but they don't utilize them for that role. It just it makes you shake the head. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I don't get it, but I guess they just don't care. I mean, what other, you know, what other explanation is there that they just don't care? I don't know, man, but... The Rock comes out, your new WWE champ. Everyone thought he might debut a new belt, a belt last night, but he didn't. And he says there's only one word that can describe the spirit of tonight, and the word is finally. And of course, finally, The Rock has come back to Las Vegas. Rock talks about winning seven WWE championships, but tonight is the proudest moment of his career. Rock wants to thank all the fans, and he talks about how the punk has told the you know, CM Punk has told the fans, you're nothing, you know, you, you don't mean anything. But tonight we're going to usher in the people's era. This, of course, causes CM Punk to come out. And Punk says, you know what, Rock, you're embarrassing both of us. You know, you're flushing the title down the toilet. The title was handed to you just like everything else in your life. And he really goes on. He talks about Rock's grandfather and father and said, if you really respected them, you'd give me back that title because you stole it with the help of McMahon. And Rock goes on to say, well, if you had balls, you'd come here and take it. And you've got two choices. Come in the ring and take it from the Rock or stand on the stage like a punk-ass bitch. So Punk says, I do things on my terms. As he's approaching the Rock, he says... I'll grant you a title rematch at Elimination Chamber. And, of course, The Rock accepts. And this is Punk basically saying, I never lost a title. This is a rematch for you. And the only thing that CM Punk will be taking, according to The Rock, is an ass-kicking of a lifetime. So, definitely for Elimination Chamber, we have set up CM Punk versus The Rock again for Punk's rematch. Isn't that the same promo we heard from Big Show a couple of weeks back? Or maybe just a week ago when he said, I'll do things on my terms, not when you want me to face off with you, Del Rio. I kind of felt like they're re you know, recycling their promos. You know, and, and I'm a punk fan. Don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of you listening are punk fans. But it just seems to me that the creativity in that company has been shit lately as far as, oh, let's give the same promo to this guy. I, I just, I don't know. I, I felt like they dropped the ball last night. You know, I, I love The Rock, okay? I, I'm a rock mark, absolutely. Big fan of the Attitude Era. Big fan of the things that he did when he was with the company. That being said, 
man, did they drop the bomb last night or drop the ball on a perfect opportunity. But then again, I guess when you think about it, he does have that match coming up with with, uh, with CM Punk at the Elimination Chamber that they've got to play into. But I was just kind of hoping that he would have turned heel last night. You know, when he talked about how, you know, you won't hear promos about how you don't matter anymore. You know, CM Punk, all this and that. I thought, man, what better way to fucking just come out and say he was right. None of you matter. You know, it would have been fucking awesome. But at the same time, you kind of need him to stay a face right now. But going into Mania, I really feel they've got to do something different. Last time, it was about... You know, two faces coming together and facing off in a once-in-a-lifetime match at WrestleMania. Now you need that other dynamic. It's obvious they're not going to turn John Cena heel because it would be stupid. But you could do it with The Rock because he's such a good fucking heel. You know, it just it makes sense to do it. Yeah. You know, we have some time left. I mean, you know, and it's like, you know... The Rock did the same thing he's been doing the last few weeks. And, and this is not just, you know, my criticism, but I've gotten criticism from non, you know, hardcore wrestling fans who say, all right, Twinkie tits and all that stuff. I want The Rock to be, a, you know, freshened up a little bit. He's he's I hate to say it, man. And you want to shit on me? Do it. It's getting kind of stale and maybe having The Rock as a heel would really change things up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I kind of felt like they dropped the ball, too, last night. With, well, you know, I, I shouldn't bring this up till we get to that segment, but uh, it was very anticlimactic how they, how they built something up last night, and they could have went with it a little bit longer, and it could have been a completely different scenario, but I'll let you finish. Well, I'll see which segment you're referring to because we have a few left. I want to see how your mind works. But we have in what I thought probably was match of the night, Damian Sandow versus Sheamus in a tables match. And these two put on a hell of a show. Some vicious bumps. Sandow going after the shoulder of Sheamus that was wounded earlier on by the shield. Sheamus grabs Sandow by the beard, which I loved. There was a spot where Sheamus just grabbed Sandow's beard. And pulled him towards him. And I was like, that is so great. And at the end, Sandow gets a vicious white noise through a table by Sheamus. And Sheamus goes over and wins. But I'll tell you right now, you want to talk about two guys who busted their ass for us last night and made Raw worthwhile? I thought it was brilliant. I completely agree. You know, I, I that end, the ending of the fucking match with the white noise was just sick. That was sick. I thought Davey had said that was dead. I'm like, oh, he's dead. That's it's it. That's sick. But yeah. a great spot. Great way to win. Yeah. And, I mean, there were some vicious spots throughout the whole match. I mean, Sheamus, I believe it was Sheamus, took a, basically took a header into the fucking edge of the table. Not straight flush. The edge. And I was like, God damn. You know, it, it was... I will go on record as saying it was a, a pay-per-view quality minor event. Not the main event, but definitely something you could have put on a pay-per-view. Those two guys killed each other last night. Well, and I'll say this now. I think Damian Sandow is going to be a big deal in a couple of years. I, I, I see so much potential for that guy to be a main event bad guy. Uh, I love his gimmick, and I think he's fucking phenomenal in the ring. 
So I just I give it time, and I think he's going to be a main event dude. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm a big fan of Damian Sandow right now. But, you know, now we have – you're probably going to fire me after I, after I do this. We have the WWE karaoke spin the wheel. Ah. We have Zack Ryder and Kali with Hornswoggle in the ring. And Kali has to sing Shawn Michaels' theme song. And they put the words up for him. And I have to say, because I nearly pissed myself, I'm, I got to give it to you, man. I just have to. That's Shawn Michaels. I'm going to I got the look. He's not even the reading the, the words the right. What? Sexy boy. <laughs> read the words. Now you die. Sexy boy. Subtitle. Now you die. Sexy boy. What? Sean Michaels is rolling over in his grave and he's not even dead. <laughs> Where is my gong? Oh. So, Shawn Michaels is rolling over in his grave, and he's not even dead. And then fucking Cole sealed the deal. Where is my gong? <laughs> oh, you know. And poor Natty's just standing there dancing around like an idiot, you know. I, I mean, what's the deal with, with, with this whole fucking, what's the deal with this whole little contingent of the great Kali and Hornswoggle and Natty? It's like. They've brought back the oddities from the fucking early, or the late 90s, from the Attitude Era, you know? You need the insane clown posse to come out and start singing the oddities song for these people. I, 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 oh. As funny as it was to watch Kali not look at the words and attempt to sing, and then 3MB come out and interfere and do what they did, what a wasted segment. That's like three minutes of my life I'll never get back. Thank you, WWE. True. True, but as you said, 3MB comes out, says Kali's an embarrassment, and 3MB gets their ass kicked, and Hornswoggle, you know, gets a move off the top rope. But, hey, on the one hand, Zack Ryder didn't lose last night. Woo, 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 you know it. And, and maybe it's just me, but I think Drew is the only one that really does this 3MB gimmick the best. Like, yeah. you really buy into the fact that he thinks he's a rock star? <laughs> I mean, Jinder and Slater, they're not there yet, but I think Drew's got it down. And I think Drew's the more talented of the two. No, I agree. It's just sad. Wow. I, I mean, yeah, I just couldn't help laugh because it was so stupid. I'm not going to sit here and say it was a good segment, but I did laugh. And a lot of other people did, too. So, I mean, you know, hey, what, what could I tell you, man? But we have Chris Jericho come out. And he says that the rumble was great. And he talks about Ziggler, cuts a promo on Ziggler, and Raw is Jericho. And basically, Ziggler says, hey, I ended your career. You don't belong here. And AJ, being the bitch that she is, reminds Jericho. She says, I personally got you fired. And then Big E decides to try to talk. And Jericho asks Big E, does the big E stand for your bra size? And we have a bedfellow match. Strange bedfellows. Yeah, strange bed bedfellows, which means that, which is 
Sounds kind of gay to me, but not that there's anything wrong with that. But we have Chris Jericho being forced to team with Dolph Ziggler versus Team Hell No. And during the match, Jericho basically makes Kane think that Ziggler hit him from behind. But that pisses off Kane so much that Hell No gets the win. And Jericho gets a good laugh at Ziggler's expense. And during this whole thing, we have Kane and Daniel Bryan arguing back and forth like crazy which leads me to believe at some point really soon this team is going to break up. Did anybody else have that fear of when Jericho first came out and he stood in the ring and the crowd was cheering for him and he was like, yeah, baby, that we're going to five-minute promo of him just saying nothing, but yeah, baby, yeah, woohoo, yeah, baby. Well, Mr. Payday Jericho, man, I, I don't know. You know, I'm glad Jericho's back, but I hope that they give him a better run this time out, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, you know, where they move on. Do you see Jericho and Ziggler in a major feud? Uh, I do. I, I think that they're going to have a feud going into possibly WrestleMania. And then after that, you know, Ziggler hopefully will move on and become the world heavyweight champion. But I kind of think that's the direction that they're headed. I mean, all this talk I'm hearing about World Heavyweight Championship going into Mania revolves around Sheamus and Randy Orton, which leads you to believe that Del Rio ain't going to be champion for much longer. No, true. True. You know, and, and Cena, of course, saying that he has no interest in, you know, the, the... You know, I won't bring it up now. When we're done with the recap, I'll give you my thoughts on some of the things Cena said last night. But a lot of people on Facebook made their their, their feelings known. And I'm going to say that I agree with some of what they said. But well, no, no. Hold on a second. I, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, the fact that Cena kind of buried the World Heavyweight Champion and the World Heavyweight Championship last night? Yes. Well, they have a point. They're absolutely right. I mean, you, you didn't really say anything great about the World Heavyweight Championship or Del Rio. It's like, well, you know, I'm going for the WWE Championship because, you know, that's, you know, that's what I want. That's, you know. It's the only belt that really means anything to me is this one. The two guys I can't beat. Yeah, that's where I want to go. So, you know, it's like, well, I've been there with Del Rio. I can beat him. It's no big deal. It was kind of, you know, shameful, the promo that he, that he put out there. I mean, you can read into it what you want. You can agree or disagree. But at the end of the day, I, I, I agree with those statements that it was a burial. I mean, at this point, What's the point of really having the two champions? That's what's making this product not go as far as it could. You know, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin said last year that, you know, despite the fact Sheamus was the world heavyweight champion, he wasn't the guy in the company. He wasn't ready to be the world heavyweight champion because you got two belts. And it doesn't mean as much as when you have one belt. Right. And, you know, the world title on SmackDown is always going to be B. It's always going to be number two. And if, if Cena's promo didn't prove that last night, what does? I don't know. At some point, they're going to have to unify the titles and get rid of one. I mean, it's just the way you've got to do it. Because, again, if you, you want to keep a brand split, fine. So be it. It's not like you can't have the champion move from show to show. That was the original plan for the brand split. And then they decided, no, we want exclusive champions, which was stupid. No, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm hoping, you know, it's going to happen at some point. You know, I'm hearing rumors that 
they're kind of dissolving the brand split among house shows now as well. So hopefully that's a sign, you know, of things to come. Now, let me say this, and we've talked about this many times on this program. If they wanted to do a brand split, what they should have done was kept WCW around as a viable contender. Rather than had Raw and SmackDown, you could have had Raw and you could have had WCW. Agree. You know, you would have had Raw and Nitro and, or Thunder, and you would have had Thunder later on in the week to take SmackDown's place. You know, and then you could have still had your World Heavyweight Championship over on SmackDown, and it wouldn't be WWE. It'd be WCW. You know, it would be something that they owned. Then it would have been cool because then you could have had another set of pay-per-views, and you could have had the companies compete against each other, but they were still going to be WWE companies because they were owned by the same people. But then you could have guys jump and ship to this brand, you know, and then they jump ship to this brand, and things just would have continued. But no, instead, you decided to go with Raw versus SmackDown, and you got two world titles, and you only need one. It just it was stupid. It was very stupid. They missed out on a huge opportunity to really do something special, and they failed. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like Vince won't just admit it. Hey, look, you know, it's over. You know, let's have a unification tournament or something. And it would be huge, especially for WrestleMania. It would be huge to have one champion. But, no, I agree. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. But as you mentioned earlier, we are shown that Trish Stratish, Trish Stratish, what the hell is wrong with me? Trish Stratus, it's always been a tongue twister for me, is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. And you know what? I was thinking to myself last night, who could induct Trish? I'm thinking Lita. I mean, who else could it be? Lita is a good one. I, I could see that happening. Um, hell, even Stone Cold could induct Lita, or not Lita, could induct uh, Trish. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, you know, I'm so proud of her. You know, she went from someone who the, the entire IWC went nuts over because at first, if you remember, she was made to bark like a dog for Vince and then turned out, in my opinion, to be one of my top shit. Even top five is stretching it out. Top three women's wrestlers in, in in my experience i mean definitely well deserving well here's the thing about trish she worked her ass off she went from being a fitness model to an on-air personality who was not a very good wrestler to someone who worked her ass off to be a good women's wrestler that's what i respect about her is that she took the craft seriously she wanted to learn how to do it and once she did do it she ran with it and she again is in my opinion probably one of the top two women wrestlers of all time behind moolah bar none yeah. bar none and that's some damn heavy company right there moolah are you kidding me but d definitely i agree but as we conclude we have vince mcmahon come out and he calls out paul Heyman. and there was a little humor here as paul Heyman shakes vince mcmahon's hand and vince gives Heyman the mic and says hold this for me and he pulls out like one of those purell hand sanitizing things to show that he's just completely disgusted with shaking Heyman's hand. And he talks to Heyman and says, oh, you know, I have this footage. And Heyman's like, yes, this was kind of shoot style. Heyman goes, yeah, I have lied. You know, I've lied about promotions. I've lied about everything because I am a wrestling promoter. And that's what you have to do when you're a promoter is lie. Now, on the one hand, I know that's a bit true, but on the other hand, it's kind of 
kind of not that great to bring that out on air that you know all wrestling promoters are liars but it's true it is a hundred fucking percent true bronx (laughs) well yeah it was shoot style but would you want to put it out on a nationally syndicated show jj (laughs) well you know that's what they do. Wrestling promoters are, are, I mean, this this whole thing came from the carnies. You know, right. P.T. Barnum believed there's a sucker born every minute. And that's how he made his money. And that's how promoters make their money. You're a sucker. You're a mark. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. But, you know, Vince asked the crowd, you know, is this an honest man? And the crowd, of course, is no. And this needs like, to Like be Vince a- is an honest man, first of all. I love that. Is, is he an honest man? You know, Vince didn't ask the crowd if he's an honest man, did he? Do you think they would have said yes? Do you think they would have said no? Absolutely. Pot kettle black. Thank you. Yeah, true. True. But what happens next is really interesting. Vince says, you know, this footage has arrived from probably taken a few weeks ago. And it's footage involving, you know, Paul Heyman and Brad Maddox backstage. And hopefully the audio does this justice, but we finally do, after many long weeks, get a resolution about what's going on with the Shield. I see the Brad Maddox experience back here. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's a big dark tunnel. Shut it down. Off. Off. What's the problem? Off! Oh. Change of plans. Okay. Bad news. Show's canceled. What's the problem? When CM Punk and I plucked you from obscurity, you think you're going to make it as a superstar? You're floundering in NXT, and we maneuver you to be the referee at Hell in a Cell to keep Ryback from winning the title. And we paid you handsomely. And then you kept coming back for more, and coming back for more, and coming back for more, and coming back for more. Now, when we pay the Shield to do a job, they don't keep coming back for more and coming back for more. They wait for us to come to them, and we say, we need help, and we pay the Shield. Yes, friend, we pay the Shield more than we pay you, but the Shield is more effective at what they do than you are. Well... Problem? Well, yes. Um, please. Please? Okay. Please. Just... I'll, I'll leave, okay? Oh, stop. All right, I'll leave. Oh, come on. Paul, please. Shh. Take this beating like a man, Brad. Come on. You wanted an experience? Well, just tell Puck I'm sorry, and I'll go. Yeah, All right? Sorry. Shh. Listen to me. I want you to chalk this up to being a learning experience. Well, please. No, no. Now, as a, you know, a disabled man, I've always wanted to provide closed caption for the hearing impaired on this show. And if you don't know what happened there, During the midpoint of that promo, Brad Maddox is surrounded by the shield. And what you heard at the end 
was all three members of the, of the Shield beating the living shit out of Brad Maddox backstage. So now we have definitive proof that Paul Heyman and CM Punk have in fact been using the services of the Shield. Now, when this ends, Vince McMahon says, "Look, you know, it's it's in black and white." Heyman tries to say it wasn't me, and I love this. I have a thick New York Brooklyn accent that anyone can, you know, impersonate. It wasn't me, Vince. It wasn't me. And Vince says, oh, you kidding me? And you know what, Paul Heyman? You're, and before the word fired can leave his lips, Brock Lesnar's music hits. Brock comes out, makes his way to the ring, gets in the ring and tells Heyman, basically, you know, get in the corner. I got this. He goes nose to nose with Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon says, don't do anything, you know, you're going to regret for the rest of your life. And Heyman is begging Brock Lesnar, don't, please don't. I got this. I'll handle it. Please don't. But Brock Lesnar ends up F5-ing the CEO of the WWE, Vince McMahon. And Michael Cole again cuts another great line where he says, he's a grandfather, damn it. And Vince is left laying in the ring, beaten up, as Heyman looks at Brock in awe and says, I can't believe you did that. Please leave him alone. Leave him alone. Don't do anything else. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we fade to black. Yep, the return of the Lesnar. Brock Lesnar making his return to Monday Night Raw. Finally, uh, you know, got to build up that road to WrestleMania with Brock. Got to rebuild that Triple H Brock, you know, uh, rematch from SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you combine that with the story I read today about the details of Lesnar's new contract, same old shit. I don't know, man. Well, I'm going to tell you something here. I, I, you know, this is just me being a, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess uh, armchair booker. What do we usually call that here on this show? Smark. Smark. Fantasy booking. Yeah, that's what it is. Fantasy booking. Yeah. I think when they showed the video with Paul Heyman and the Shield, first of all, they I wanted I wanted the Shield to be affiliated with The Rock when he did his heel turn because that would have worked. But they didn't go that direction. They went ahead and, and announced that yes, Paul Heyman, in fact, was behind the Shield all along. When he says to Vince McMahon, "It wasn't me." I almost wanted, ladies and gentlemen, for him to say, no, it wasn't Paul Heyman. It was Paulie Dangerously. Wow. And then out comes Brock Lesnar. And so you would have a group consisting of, obviously, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, and The Shield, the new Dangerous Alliance, which I think would have been fucking phenomenal. But, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Somebody's impersonating me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me, which just didn't work for me. Man, that almost makes me jump ahead to Song of the Night. Did you hear that song, you know, It Wasn't Me? You know, she caught me in the bathroom. It wasn't me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shaggy. Shaggy, yeah. (laughs) I mean. It wasn't me. Now, how do we take with Paul Heyman as the lying, devious scumbag that he's portrayed to be? How do we take that last night? I mean, Heyman sold it as like he was horrified by what Brock was doing. No, that's that's just Paul Heyman doing the acting. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, he doesn't want to see Brock kill Vince McMahon. 
So I, I thought that went off really well because he's always done that. Anytime Brock's been involved in any kind of altercation with him, it's, it's hey, you know, don't do it. He's a grandfather. Or, you know, don't do something you're going to regret. Even with Triple H, it was like, don't do this to him, you know? It just shows Brock as that uncontrollable force that Heyman really has no control over. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, how do you work in punk with this? You know, are they going to keep it where punk really has no idea of, you know, Heyman no, still no. dealing with Lesnar? No, because you can't do that. You've got to, punk's got to be a willing participant. He's got to know about this whole thing. Otherwise, it makes no sense. You're going to turn him face now? Right. If, I mean, if in fact he doesn't know anything about it, you're going to do it now? It's better to let them run as a unit for the next little bit. And maybe maybe by SummerSlam, you've got CM Punk and Brock Lesnar feuding because Heyman decides to, you know, obviously stick with Brock instead of CM Punk. Or maybe they, one, one gets jealous of the other, you know? Because you can't have two guys in a stable like that lasting for too long. It's just the ego trip itself. There's no way that you can have those guys coexist for a long period of time. In the short term, yeah, it works. But to have Brock Lesnar and CM Punk in the same group feuding over who's the top guy, it just wouldn't work. Not long term. Well, I mean, you know, why not last night? You know, after Vince McMahon gets a brutal F5, why don't you have Punk and The Shield come out and they all stand in the ring raising their hands and showing, you know, that they're a group, like you said, showing, you know, th- that we all knew what was going on and the whole, you know, higher power thing or wh- whatever the shield was calling it, you know, this is what it's been all along. And it's the three members of the shield, Brock, CM Punk and Paul Heyman, all standing in the ring victorious. And, you know, we're we're taking over. This is the new regime. That would have been pretty cool. It would have been. And I, I love the idea, what was it, last year when the Shield was talking about they're bringing the sword? Then would have been a perfect time because Brock's the sword. They're the Shield, Brock's the sword, Punk's the guy, and Heyman's the one putting it all together. It makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah, but we didn't get that, man. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not shitting on the ending. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, I actually liked it. But, like you said, it, it could have been more in-depth. Maybe we'll get that next week. It's possible. You know, we have time before Mania, man. You know, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. You know, Brock comes out, and I, I like the way he, what I liked was he didn't say a word. And he basically just kept pushing Heyman in the corner like, I got it. You know, I got it. Just shut up. I got it. And then, of course, Vince gets that F5. And I mean, you know, it was it wasn't the worst ending in the world, but it could have been so much better, like you say. Well, you know, like I said, I, I just I felt like when it was it wasn't me, it would have been the perfect time to say, No, it wasn't Paul Heyman. No, no, it was Paulie Dangerously. You know, drop that old name, bring back the dangerous alliance and, and work it from that angle. But, you know, again, I'm not writing the show, I'm not booking it. Was the ending okay? Absolutely. You know, is Vince legit hurt? I don't know. I mean, it looks like he might have actually gotten hurt. You know, I mean, how, how cool is it to be Brock Lesnar, guys? Here's a, here's a man who left the industry, and then Vince wouldn't let him work anywhere else. And so he's got resentment built up toward Vince. They come to him and offer him a fucking deal for $5 million to work, like, 35 dates. 
And now they've upped that because now they've signed him for another two years and the contract is similar to what he's been doing. And then you get to go out on national television and fucking F5 Vince McMahon as carelessly as you can and possibly break his pelvis. How cool is it to be Brock Lesnar right now, folks? Yeah, but I mean, you know, the dates for his previous contract, did he even fulfill all of them? No, not yet, because they're going to build up to WrestleMania. So look for him to be pretty much every show, because I think they used maybe like, what, was it less than 20 dates last time? Uh, not even that, really. So every it looks like they're really going to push this full time. You know, and I'm, I'm okay with Brock being a special attraction, but you can't fucking say, oh, he quit this week, and then six months later, he's back. Oh, Brock's back. Oh, he quit again. Oh, look, Brock's back. Oh, he quit again. I don't want to see that for the next two years. Yeah, it's almost like a, like a, a rib, kind of. You know, the fact that he really left back in the day, and now they're, like, kind of using that over and over again. I mean, Cole even said, you know, I believe it was Cole, said, you know, what's Brock doing here? He quit last summer. You know, they're really putting that over. So, you know? I mean, that's that's just my take on it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay with Brock being there because if you're going to utilize Brock Lesnar as a special attraction, you're going to have him in the company for the next two years. Uh, you know, some of the feuds I've heard, CM Punk and, and obviously Randy Orton or two, um, I think that you absolutely positively, if you put the championship on Ryback, which is what I'm hoping they're going to do, in the next couple of months, I'm hoping that you give Ryback a feud with Lesnar where he beats Brock Lesnar. Because really, when you think about it, if Ryback has a year where he defends that championship, he beats John Cena for the belt, clean. He beats Brock Lesnar, clean. He beats every challenger that comes in his way, clean. Then you have succeeded in building a new star. And if Brock's there and he just wants the money then by God, you fucking use it to your advantage and you fucking put people over. Because a win against Brock Lesnar is a big fucking deal, people. Yeah, but, you know, let me ask you this. You know, the last two WrestleManias, they've brought back guys from the past to sell it. Rock, Brock Lesnar, you know, of course, Undertaker, he comes back every year. Triple H. How long can you do that, man? How long can you rely on, on these guys until you finally, you know, back in the day when you had a WrestleMania, and I was thinking about this last night, when you had a WrestleMania, yeah, you had some older guys come out and be a part of the show, but you didn't bank the entire show on these guys who are basically semi-retired. And unfortunately, I think it shows that within the last two or three years, they haven't built built enough new stars. Yes, Brox, you're right. But what I'm saying is by having guys like uh, Rock and, and Brock come back in and putting people over, you're building new stars. Ah, but that's if, my man, that's if. That's if Cena doesn't end up, you know, you know, if Rock doesn't end up going over Cena again, he's not. If, he's I don't I don't understand why you people think this. And yes, I said you people. It's cut and dried. The winner at WrestleMania is going to be John Cena. Rock is not going to get the victory two years in a row. Not with the belt on the line. He won it last year. There was no title on the line. I was surprised that happened. 
but it was obviously the bigger goal to have this match happen one more time for the belt and John Cena gets put over. That's the goal. That's the direction. That's what they're doing. There is no if Rock goes over. Get that out of your mind. All right. That happened. They're going forward with putting the belt on John Cena. I don't think he's going to have a year-long run. I don't think he's going to have a long run. I think John Cena is going to put over Ryback or somebody new after he wins that belt. And Ryback is the top candidate right now. Make no mistake about it. He's the guy that everybody's getting behind. The fans love Ryback. Ryback was eliminated by John Cena at the Royal Rumble, and the crowd shit all over it. Make no mistake about it. He's the next guy that's going to be the guy. And John Cena is going to be the guy to put him over. So by putting the belt on John Cena by beating The Rock, you've also established that passing of the torch moment from The Rock to John Cena. And then you're going to have it later on where John Cena passes it to Ryback. It makes perfect booking sense. You're right. Makes perfect booking sense. What will you say, though? And I'm not disagreeing with you because your logic, as always, is perfect. What if Cena goes over, gets the belt, and in his first match with Ryback and his second and third, Ryback comes up short again? What would you say then? Then I will say that WWE has dropped the fucking ball. Okay. We'll we'll end it there. We'll leave it at that. It's just that I don't trust him, man. And I'm not shitting, you know, on WWE or anything. But I I just think that their life and soul is fucking Cena. Okay, but but listen, Bronx. Listen to me for a second. If you put the belt back on Cena for a long run, who's he defending against? Who's left? Who's left that he hasn't beaten? Lesnar again. And do you think they're going to put the belt on Lesnar? No. And that's my point. (laughs) I, I just, and again, I'll put it out there. If you're right and Cena wins the belt and then gives it up to Ryback and Ryback has a decent run, I will come on here and say, J.J., you are the Nostradamus. You are the guy who knows it all. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, man, we've seen it over the years. You and I have gone on the air and ranted about Cena winning again and again and again and again. And I'm just saying, don't let your logic get in the way of their feeling that scene is a guy to go with for another five fucking years. That's all I'm saying. They don't because the office has already noticed that he's fucking slowing down. He's been injury prone the last little bit. It's time to every so often you have to take the focus off a guy and push another guy. And they're building him up slowly. Make no mistake about it. Cena's going to be the guy putting him over. And I hope so. And then, I, I, and then you're going to have fresh feuds. You're going to have, uh, you know, Stuff you haven't seen before with Ryback defending against people. It won't be the same old John Cena's in a match fucking three times in the next four months with this guy. And fucking five times over the next six months with this guy. Because really, there's nobody there that John Cena can even hang with other than Ryback. The way they're building him. And I want you to be right. Don't get me wrong. I want you to be right. But we'll we'll just, you know. How about we just wait and see? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. 
We'll wait and see. Like I said, I'm the most skeptical Cena critic on the fucking planet. And if yes. I tell you that I'm okay with Cena getting the belt at Mania because I know that they're got, they've got plans to fucking push another guy, like, think about it. There's not one person on this network that's more critical of John Cena than me. Do you think I personally want him to have another run? No. But it makes sense. It makes sense. That's the problem. Look, man, I'm not trying to be a pessimist. Like you said, let's wait and see. And I'm not even disagreeing with you. I want every damn word that came out of your mouth to be absolutely true. And if it is, I'll be the first guy standing up and applauding. If next year Ryback is WWE champ and he's running roughshod over motherfuckers and then he gets, you know, the chance to put someone over with Cena out of the picture, I love it. But I just don't trust him. That's the way I think they're going. And I've been wrong before. I could be wrong again, but I think that's 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 my opinion. That's where they're going. They have to. You've done everything there is to do with John Cena. There's nothing left. We'll see. Let's see what happens. And I mean, you know, I'm looking forward. I think that, you know, and a lot of people have mentioned this, that this year, Rock Cena will be a much better match. And I think it will be. Because, you know, Rock looked good at Rumble. You know, I think last year it was kind of like where Rock was just, you know, thrown in, didn't really have a chance to practice before. I, I, I think this year we're going to get a much better match out of Rock Cena. And I have no problem with it, you know, at WrestleMania. It's a big marquee, big card match. Hell yeah. And I'm looking at the chat. Mac Daddy says Taker's left for Cena. At this point, does it really matter? The Undertaker's so fucking old and decrepit, he wrestles one day a year. Undertaker's got the fucking Santa Claus schedule, you know? He works one fucking day a year. Old and decrepit's a little harsh, no, bro? I I love Taker, man. Don't get me wrong. No disrespect intended. But the guy's got so many nagging injuries, he's, he's, he's just, he's old, you know? And I'm not saying that old people can't do shit, because every year at WrestleMania, he fucking brings it, and he wows the people. But then he's off the rest of the year because he's fucking hurt. He cannot work a full-time schedule. I just... The time for Taker and Cena has passed, folks. Should have happened a couple years ago, but they didn't want John Cena to fucking lose to The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Let's be honest. No, they need to be kept as far away from each other as the Earth's circumference will allow. Don't Don't put them together. Like you said, that's over and done with. Who Taker might or might not wrestle this year, I don't know. Will he even wrestle? We don't know for sure, but that's a totally different equation as to what we're talking about now. No doubt. So, letter grade for Raw. Uh, I'm going to go in the middle and give it a flat C. Uh, there were a lot of things that I thought were you know, too much. I mean, look, I'm a guy who likes cheese on my burgers and my pizza. But Raw was so full of fucking cheesy shit last night, it it was just not even funny. But because of the ending and because of the, you know, we had a couple good matches, I'll give it a straight up C. But the roulette to me is dead. I will give it a C plus based on the fact that the ending was, was really well. You know, the Raw rating was really good this past week. This was like the best rating they've had since the 1000th episode of Raw. Right. Which which bothers me because there was so much bullshit on that show that WWE will think that that shit draws ratings. And they will continue to fucking do stupid shit like that. And that really bothers me. 
because it wasn't that that brought them to the dance, and it wasn't that that brought in the viewers. It was the fact that they tweeted out Brock's fucking appearance four minutes before the show ended, or before he made his debut, that got people fucking tuning in. And people were interested to see what happened after The Rock won the belt from the Rumble. Had nothing to do with what was on the show last night, I guarantee you. And next week it'll be down again because of the shit that they put on this week. So I'm going to give it a C-plus based on the merits of a couple of good matches. I thought that, you know, Sheamus and, and Sandow was fucking excellent. So, I, so, I mean, C-plus for me. All right. So, you know, as usual, we're pretty close, you know. Let's see what happens next week. You know, hopefully, you know, whenever they're in Vegas, they have the thought that they have to do this. I mean, I, you know, I feel bad if you're a guy who lives in Vegas and buys tickets to this shit, because every time they're in Vegas, they, they make it out to this, you know, gambling theme and entertainment, you know, theme. And so, you know, maybe next week it'll, it'll go back to a little bit more serious. I think they're going to definitely address and you know what, J.J.? Vince McMahon is supposedly out right now, so we could see the return of Triple H. We shall see. We shall see. But with that said, we're going to take our first commercial break, come back, run down the news. Then we're going to be taking phone calls and emails to wrap things up. And remember, I'm not going three hours tonight. so No problem, man. So with that being said, you're listening to Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network, the award-winning Wrestling News Live. We'll be right back right after this. Billy Gunn, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on SNS Radio Network. Now, of course, if you're not down with that, I still got two words for you. Suck WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest running newsletter on the internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Here's the story of a man named Paulie who was managing a monster known as Brock. He broke two arms, although not together. With an MMA lock Till the one day when old Paulie met the punkster And we knew that it was much more than a hunch That these two were somehow behind the shield That's the way they all became the Paulie Bunch The Paulie Bunch The Paulie Bunch 
McMahon's pelvis is broken up a bunch. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time! Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I watch, I, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she- I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent Scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And Future. Hey guys, it's Rima Fakis. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Daddy Cool Diesel, you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network.
All right, welcome back to Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. As always, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, and joining me all the way from New York City. That's right, New York City. He is my official co-host here on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Tony J. Mirabella, the Bronx father. Well, it's crazy, man. I feel like I'm in Canada. I mean, you know, last week we had like fucking 10 degrees Fahrenheit. And now tomorrow it's going to go up to like 50. Minus 30 today. Damn, Celsius? I guess. Whatever whatever it is they have here, I guess it is Celsius. It's Fahrenheit in the States. So, yeah, it's What's- Celsius. Well, zero is fucking freezing. So if zero Celsius is freezing. So if you're like minus 32, I mean, 32, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing. Okay. Right. And zero Celsius is freezing. Correct. So you're minus 32. So you're below, you're 32 points below fucking freezing. That's insane. Correct. We had a little bit of snow last night and it was cold this morning. And so, like I said, my daughter's been sick and, and, you know, as, as always in the Jackson family, it seems, uh, it seems that somebody's sick in the house and I just can't ever get well. So I've had a, you know, uh, sinus backup and, and my voice is, you know, a little strained, but other than that, I'm okay. Wow, man. I don't know. Hopefully when you guys come to visit for WrestleMania, it'll be like, you know, a, a good Indian summer here in New York City, and we'll get some, like, you know, 60-degree, 70-degree Fahrenheit weather where you guys can warm up. Hopefully. I'm looking forward to stepping back on U.S. soil, believe me. I hear you, man. But uh, for those of you that might just be tuning in, you you missed the Polly Bunch, recorded by the Bronx Father, of course, in the commercial break there. <laughs> yeah, I have way too much free time. I, I noticed this. Yeah, I mean, you know, someone posted a picture on the SNS Facebook page, and it just inspired me to rewrite that song. And then, you know, people were saying, oh, sing it on the air. And I'm like, oh, all right, you know, I, I just rather do it that way. But it, it, it is. It's a poorly bunch. And hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll acknowledge that. Like we said before the break, you know, that poorly has, you know, a stable. It's looking that way, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, well... The thing is, he talks about paying the shield, and that makes them look, you know, more like mercenaries than part of his stable. Well, that's a good point. They are hired guns. You know, they're like the APA. Right. You know, so maybe that's what we'll see in the coming weeks. Maybe the shield will be sitting behind a, behind a door that says the shield. They'll be playing cards and drinking, or playing cards and drinking booze, you know, and people will come up to them and ask them to, you know, take out this superstar or that superstar. Maybe. Who knows? It's not like, you know, there's any originality going around in that company, so, you know. No, no. Can't have that. That we cannot. But I tell you what, let's go ahead and transition to some news of the week. Sponsored by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, please do so and join over 27,000 other subscribers. And you get this newsletter, I don't know, you know, three, four times a week, depending on, you know, how busy the, the, the news week is. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now, the news. Oh, let's see. What do we start off with? Well, for those of you not in the know, Heart Legacy Wrestling owes its talent money. Yeah, the big names were mostly paid, but unfortunately, some of the uh, 
lower card guys were not paid in full or paid at all, quite frankly. We talked about that a little bit on TNA Chat Live uh, this past week with the Bronx father. And um, I can tell you that as of tonight, Spencer Tapley in the office at Heart Legacy Wrestling, we're supposed to meet with the promoter, John Oniston, and get the money in full. I have yet to hear anything on how the meeting has gone or if they received anything. So as of right now, I know absolutely nothing. But I will tell you this. I was contacted by a reporter with CBC TV here in Calgary. And uh, in the next couple of days, I'll be doing an interview. So hopefully it'll be a happy ending and everybody got paid. But if not, it won't be such a happy ending. Either way, I'm doing the interview. So just thought I'd throw that out there. Not everybody was paid for working the show on the 18th for Heart Legacy Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, you know, we we went over it, and you know, I gave my opinion. I, I just think, you know, if you're paid and everyone who should be paid is paid, you know, I'll take whatever you say. Then I'll say, all right, yeah, it took a while, but they, did, you know, they did the right thing. But if they fuck you over and fuck Shark over, and fuck over, you know, God knows how many, you know, talents. Then I'll have to side with you as my friend and say, you know, I'll shit on him. Sorry, man. Well, you know, and I can honestly say for the first time in my life, I've been featured in the PW Insider newsletter. So that was kind of cool. Wow. Big ops to Mike Johnson for posting the story. P. Windsor. P. Windsor, as JSK would say. (laughs) You know, JSK made P. Windsor when, when he passed away, believe it or not. Wow. They actually made mention that uh, popular wrestling news live host had, had passed away. And so, you know, I'm sure JSK will be proud of that. So it's pretty cool. Now now we got to just get Trey and maybe you to, you know, at some point be mentioned on PWI, you know, PW Windsor. P. Windsor. Well, I mean, you know, th- you know, this story is blowing up. I mean, it, it's getting around the Internet now. You know, it's getting to the point where many, many reputable news sites wrestling-online.com you know pw insider a lot of reputable news sites are picking up on this story and and they can't just keep backpedaling they have to address it there's no way around it man absolutely and i want to thank adam martin of wrestleview for posting the story and he and i have been talking uh this past week and you know uh, all the problems that we've had in the past we've just kind of buried so uh it's good to Finally be talking to Adam again, so I appreciate the help that WrestleView gave me this past week in uh, publishing the sto- the story and you know putting it out there for the masses. Man, the funky white boy. Are you kidding me? Really? Yep. Cool. Former, former alumnus here on Wrestling News Live. Yes, the last third you know, leg of the tripod. Wow. Correct. Hmm. <laughs> But anyway, like I said, the story's out. People are, you know, getting up to date on what's going on. And once I have an update, I'll be sure and tell everybody what's going on. I, right, right now, I have absolutely no information other than there was a meeting scheduled for 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time tonight. Um, obviously, as we went on the air. And uh, I've heard nothing, so I don't know. Hopefully, John Oniston paid what he owes. Uh, I would hate to think if what would happen if he didn't. But uh, hopefully that happened. So I'll find out later on. But... Uh, Something else that we talked about a little bit last week was THQ up on the auction block. Uh, WB Games was actually purchased by Take-Two Interactive. If you don't know who they are, um, they also have, uh, they're the parent company basically of Rockstar Games and of course 2K. So uh, I would be happy with Rockstar taking over the WB license or even 2K for that matter. Uh, Can you imagine how crazy 
Rockstar would be with WWE video games. I mean, that would just be over the top. Not only could you wrestle in the ring, but you could actually go out and steal cars and cause all kinds of chaos in whatever city that you're wrestling in. I mean, I just think that would be amazing. What a game. You know, it's Grand Theft Auto 4 meets WWE. It'd be fucking great. You know? Well, I mean, I see it now where you're Stone Cold Steve Austin and you have to steal whatever vehicle you can to cause the most havoc and you drive into fucking Raw in a Zamboni or a beer truck or a gasoline truck or whatever. Hell yeah. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt that could be fun. Oh, let's see. What else do we have? G.I. Joe with The Rock to play in IMAX 3D. Yes. For the next movie featuring The Rock, you'll be able to see the People's Champion as the largest you've ever seen him in IMAX 3D. Paramount Pictures announced in a press release that G.I. Joe Retaliation will be digitally remastered into the IMAX 3D format and released at select IMAX theaters internationally starting March 28th. And for a one-week run in North America beginning on March 29th. Dwayne Johnson has resonated well with IMAX fans, and we believe he's a strong global appeal. Coupled with the action spectacle of G.I. Joe retaliation in IMAX 3D, is sure to excite moviegoers, says Greg Foster, chairman and president of IMAX Filmed Entertainment. The Rock will play the role of Roadblock in G.I. Joe, and the movie will also star Bruce Willis. I'm actually looking forward to that movie. I was pissed that they fucking delayed it a year. So, the first G.I. Joe sucked monkey balls. So... I can't think of a better guy to play Roadblock than, than The Rock, so I think that's going to be pretty awesome. Well, I mean, you put Bruce Willis in there, you know. I mean, yeah, he he's older now, but, I mean, he's still a name. And IMAX 3D, I think, and I'll, I'll go out, you know, on a limb here, this will be the highest-grossing movie Rock has ever been a part of. I, I just, I have a feeling. And you know what? At the end of the day, with Avengers last year and, you know, Batman. I think it was, a you know, a smart move to delay it a year. Probably a good idea. Now, we talked a little bit about, earlier on, Brock Lesnar signing a new two-year contract extension with the WWE. I don't have the exact number of dates he's supposed to work, but it is being reported that it is a similar contract to what he was working before, where he was making $5 million and working uh, a certain amount of days per year. I think he's scheduled to work three or four different internet, or excuse me, not internet, but three or four pay-per-views a year for the company and then make other dates. Um, I, I got to be honest, if I'm a guy that's booking Brock Lesnar um, and paying him the money that I'm paying him, I think bar none in a year's time, you're going to do 60 dates. I mean, that's every fucking Raw and a pay-per-view a month. You know, or if you want to break it down, maybe it's, Half a year on Raw, half a year on SmackDown, and you're still working pay-per-views. I just, you know, I, I think he's great as a special attraction guy, but my biggest problem with this is how are you going to explain, okay, yeah, Brock came in this month, he's working, and he quit. Oh, look, Brock's back. Oh, he quit. I just, I just don't know how they're going to work that without it making any fucking sense at all, so we'll see. Well, I mean, eventually, you know, the hype is going to go down. I mean, you know, last night... Yeah, the crowd popped pretty good when he came out. But, I mean, come on. You know, I agree. I mean, all right, look. Vince McMahon has made his own money. I'm no one to tell him how to spend it. But, I mean, $5 million or... And, again, we don't have any confirmation on what exactly he's getting paid. But, still, if it's in the multi-million dollar category, 
yeah, I want this motherfucker around. And I, I just think, you know, it, it's, again, after WrestleMania, I predict you won't see him too much. And you're probably right. We'll see what happens. Um, former WWE employee Todd Pettengill is rumored to be hosting a new WWE DVD, Bronx. Todd Pettengill, the former WWE backstage interviewer and broadcast commentator, is giving WWE a helping hand once again, hosting the upcoming In Your House DVD and Blu-ray, which will be released on April 30th. The radio DJ confirmed his contribution in a post on Facebook uh, when a fan asked him if he heard a rumor he might be hosting the DVD. Laugh out loud. Yes, it's true. Uh, A great time seeing the old gang, Pettengill replied. Pettengill made his WWE debut in 1993 doing mainly backstage interviews after longtime employee Sean Mooney left the company. He hosted several of the morning WWE shows and worked the pay-per-view pre-shows until SummerSlam 97, which was his last event for the company. He is currently a DJ for WL, or excuse me, WPLJ 95.5 in New York. So, Todd Pettengill doing a DVD. Okay. <laughs> and you can hear crickets, folks. You do know who yeah. Todd Pettengill is, right? Yeah, I do. No, I do. I remember him. D- did you like his character? Did you like him at all? Eh. Well, then you're not going to like this DVD. <laughs> I mean... Let's just let's just be honest. You're not going to like the DVD. I mean, I'm not going to be sitting on the edge of my bed tonight counting down the days till it comes out. I'll put it to you that way. No, no. You would be doing that with the uh, Star Trek Next Generation complete series on if- DVD. If you don't stop, we're gonna have a come to G, you know, Jesus meeting, man. Come on. Hey, you. Anytime you want to have a come to Jesus meeting with me, that's fine. Because every night you have a come to John Luke Picard meeting. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Make it show number one. Make it show. Oh, I'm never gonna live that down, am I? No. Uh, All right. Also, we okay. We, we talked about Lesnar, but also Jericho has uh, has signed a new deal with the company as well. So kudos to him. Hopefully, he has a better run this time out than he did last time out. Well, I mean, last time couldn't even be called a run. It was like a crawl. I mean, it was he jobbed every night. You know, man, I hate to say it, but I heard that there was like some backstage shit where. Did you hear this, that Jericho was like, you know, everyone was like, oh, he's just here for the payday. Guess what, guys? Yeah, he is. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, he is. Well, yeah, a lot of the mid-card guys or lower-card guys feel like he's taking he's taking their position away. Well, if you were out there making your position, he wouldn't be taking it away. You know, Jericho's an established superstar. And apparently Rob Van Dam has invaded the show, folks. What the fuck? Wow. That happened just now. Are you serious? Well, we went from, hey, Jericho RVD feud down the road. Who knows? Uh, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to switch things up because the news is about to get crazy. <coughs> oh, yeah. It's about to get Benny Hillish. Oh, man. We're just going to play this from now on, I think, for the news. I, I just, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting rid of the old sounder. I want this one. I like this one a lot. Oh, where do we start with the craziness? How about PW Insider is reporting that Ric Flair, who is currently in Japan, ended up not wrestling during the All Japan Pro Wrestling Show due to a leg issue. The two-time WWE Hall of Famer and 16-time World Heavyweight Champion, woo! 
was supposed to be tagging with Keiji Muda, better known to most U.S. fans as the great Muda, to take on Tatsumi Fujinami and Seiya Sonata. <laughs> Say that three times fast. God his, bless you. his replacement was his son, Reed, who was scheduled to take part in an earlier match on the show. Reed and Muda lost their tag match. I'm calling bullshit here. He never had any intention to work in this match. This was Ric Flair's way of getting his son involved in the card and being in this tag team with Muda to get him mainstream exposure. Well played, Ric Flair. Well played. Damn, it's like Flair is, you know, the only guy who can transmit herpes through the air. I mean, it, anything you involve yourself with, it, it's a goddamn shame. His name doesn't mean shit anymore. I mean, he just shits all over everything he does like a fucking, I don't, I, I have no analogy. I mean, this guy is just a fucking con artist. Really? I'm just wondering, if anybody's seen the show, did, did, did Rick actually let Reed wear his robe down to the ring? And did Reed go, woo, all the way down? Because that would have made for some hilarious shit there, folks. Ah, Rick needs to pay them bills, man. Nepotism at its best, folks. I don't oh, know. How do I even start this? Um, for the sixth time, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, the sixth time. NBC in Connecticut reported that WWE Hall of Famer Tammy Sunny Sitch was arrested in Branford for violating a court order after she was found at her fiancé's home. The odd thing about this whole story is that Sitch and her fiancé, Damian Darling, announced they were engaged earlier this year. <laughs> and even though she was arrested five times prior to this for the same thing, after her arrest last year, she was released in order to go to rehab, which WWE paid for. However, the treatment didn't seem to have worked because, well, she's still causing problems. Sitch is now being held on a $100,000 bond and will be arraigned in New York. Well, actually, she was arraigned yesterday. Let's go back to the follow-up for this. So she was arraigned in court yesterday, folks. What happened since then? Well, I'm glad you asked. The arrest story of WWE Hall of Famer Tammy Sunny Sitch keeps getting weirder as WTNH News is reporting that following her arrest, Sonny filed an assault complaint with the police. Her, her attorney, Rob Serafinowicz, say that three times fast, is claiming that Sitch left the house of Damian Darling with two broken ribs and bruises all over her body, allegedly from an argument between the two. Darling, her boyfriend, called the cops at his house after the argument got heated. The former diva had permission from the court to have discussions with him regarding uh, to Serafinowicz and was darling who invited her over to the house this was her sixth arrest related to the same case i believe the situation is blown out of proportion tammy is doing her best to deal with the issue she has made great progress and was putting forth her best efforts to try to identify the issues in her relationship says serafinowitz her latest rehab stint came to an end on january 5th a rehab that WWE once again paid for she's currently in an outpatient program she's locked up in jail with a hundred thousand dollars bond well, wow. I mean, you know, Darling and Grilled Cheese Sandwich, you know, I mean, look, Darling, really? First of all, what relationship? I mean, at what point do two people realize that it doesn't work? You know, he's beating the shit out of her. She's beating the shit out of him. Now, I mean, look, if you're held for a restraining order on a hundred grand and I have no experience in this, 
that's a big deal. Stay the fuck away from each other. I mean, God damn, I mean, this woman's life is like fucking watching a 10-car pileup. I mean, it, it's, it's sad. Now, if the guy did beat the shit out of her, I will say this without knowing, you know, exactly what went down, only what we've read. Any guy who beats on a woman is a, is a punk-ass motherfucker, but still, stay away. Didn't she drive like a thousand fucking miles to, to see this guy? At this point, ladies and gentlemen, Sonny has been arrested more times than she's been lying on her back while multiple WWE superstars have gangbanged her. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, which dick did the worst damage? The 700 she took during her career or the one that the Justice Department has given her? Well, to follow up this story, it gets weirder, Bronx. No, it doesn't. Oh, it does. She was in court yesterday, right? Or, excuse me, yeah, yesterday, Monday. Dressed in sweats, slippers, and handcuffs. Yes. The New Haven Register reports that since it was remanded in custody, lieu of 1,000, excuse me, 100,000 cash bond. Her attorney, Serafinowicz, argued that Sitch was lured back to her fiancé's house, and that's when she was assaulted. She said that she was self-medicated and drank the next morning while pleading with the judge, adding that she was the one abused this time around. Her fiancé, or ex now, posted a... (coughs) Her fiancé posted a message on Facebook saying... He went to the Branford Police Department and confirmed that there are no assault charges against him. Meanwhile, Branford Police Captain Jeffrey Morgan confirmed Monday that Sitch had filed a criminal complaint and the police are investigating after she complained of breathing problems while in custody. In her complaint, she said she was on the receiving end of two broken ribs, according to the police report. She told cops that she was given a key and had been living in her fiancé's house for two weeks, even though that violated the protective order. So... I don't even know what to say at this point, folks. Tammy Sitch arrested for the sixth time over the same fucking thing. But, I mean, you know, you said she had drank in the morning. Look, if you're drinking in the morning, you're fucked up. I mean, look, you know, I'll drink at night on weekends, but I don't get up before going to work and, you know, throw down a couple. I and- mean, it, it, it's fucking pathetic. I mean, she's got, you know, darling and sandwiches and whatever the fuck she has i mean this is no it's not sandwiches it's rob serafinowich her attorney you dumbass whatever the fuck you know what rob sandwiches sounds better so fuck it we'll go with it rob sandwiches is representing tammy sitch in her case with damian darling why not now wait a minute damian darling is this man's real name no it's his wrestling name okay this is the one she wanted to make sweet love to and all those fucking pornos that she had planned remember the one was going to be anal the one was going to be regular sex the other was going to be her sucking cow cock for three hours i don't know at this <laughs> point <laughs> but if your name is damien darling you know are you the one giving it or taking it damien darling i mean that sounds like a fucking gay porno name if i ever heard it well up until this he was the one taking the beating folks and now she's claiming that, that he beat her ass I guess yeah, well, turnabout's fair play. It sounds to me like his prostate took a beating, but, you know. I can neither confirm nor deny that happened, Bronx. 
Damien Darling. Yeah, if I'm opening up a new promotion, that's who I want to book. Yeah, Damien Darling. Yeah, okay. He's who I want as my world heavyweight champion. Okay. Oh, and to wrap things up on the news, folks. <clears throat> oh. Terry Balea, the gift that keeps on giving. The Hulkster, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's like herpes. The Hulkster just keeps on giving. Oh. Basically, I'm going to I'm going to break this down. Hulk Hogan posted a photo of his daughter's legs on Twitter, and it's causing somewhat of an uproar on the internet. Hulk Hogan might not be the most technology-savvy guy around. However, a photo he posted on Twitter of his daughter caused an uproar amongst fans and critics. Hogan linked a photo of his Twitter account showing Brooke in a very, very short dress with the words, Brooke's legs. After several fans called him a creep, Hogan deleted the image and then lashed out at those who were calling him a creep and a perv. He said the photo was taken by a fan, which Brooke loved, and she tweeted thank you back after the image was sent to her via social network website. Quote, Proud Dad tweets it, Hogan wrote, saying there are creeps and perverts everywhere. His daughter Brooke is also annoyed that they picked on him, calling those people ignorant. And she told them to go back to your farm animals. Ooh, way to put us all down, Brooke. A dad can't even be proud of his daughter without sickos making something of it. Brooke says, Hogan is not new to controversy involving his daughter. Several years ago, he's photographed rubbing suntan lotion on her backside next to a pool. You can catch those video, those uh, excuse me, not videos, but you can catch the photos of that over at wrestling-online.com. But to see a new photo of Brooke and her killer legs, they got the proud papa in water. You can also check that out at wrestling-online.com. Now, here's the thing. It, you know, Hogan is basically saying that, you know, some guy posts these and says, look at those sexy legs, and it's wrong for him to retweet the photo. Yes, Hulk, it is. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It is wrong for you to re retweet that in any context. I am a father. And as a father of three girls, the oldest one being a 16-year-old, my stepdaughter, Dakota, my middle child, Sienna, who is going to be 12, and my youngest is five. Her name is Lexi. It is absolutely positively wrong i would never in under any circumstance take a picture of them and say hey look at my sexy daughter are you fucking kidding me you perverted son of a bitch you're the same fuck that was putting suntan lotion on her ass her back sure why not her ass there are some things you just don't do hogan you Man. sicken me you know i i want you know this thick you know a humorous turn but I agree with you. I mean, you know, come on, man. I mean, look, you had your penis and her in the same video when he was doing that fucking, what was it, a video game thing? Oh, it was that rap star thing, and it was Jimmy Hart, and it was Brooke, right. and, you know, he never actually pulled it down, but he started, like, you know, grabbing his crotch like he was going to pull it down, and I thought, man, your daughter's in the same fucking room, you ignorant son of a bitch. Look, I fucking despise Hulk Hogan, okay? So anytime I get a chance to talk about him, it's fair game on this program because you know he blocked me from twitter because he couldn't take the fucking heat so fuck you hogan you are a pervert and you are a sick son of a bitch and any yeah. father with a fucking daughter is going to agree to that point that you wouldn't fucking do that but if you would then you're a sick perv too well i mean you know 
let's not even go that far. I think my my little sister, you know, my mother are beautiful, but I'm not going to go on fucking, you know, Twitter and Facebook and say, oh, look, you know, look, look, look at my hot mom. Look at my hot, you know, sister. I mean, it's sick. And, you know, a lot of people on, you know, Facebook today were like, oh, well, you know, you, you, you can't, you know, judge Hogan by that. Yeah, you can. He has and has proven to have a perverted relationship with his daughter. And I'm fucking sorry, man. And I don't care if she's an adult now. Oh, who cares? It's your fucking daughter. It's disgusting. It's repugnant. It's, re you know, just fucking reprehensible. And, you know, he's just, I, I can't. I, I can't defend this in any way. It's fucking disgusting. And if you disagree with me, I, you know, I don't care. He wants to make excuses, but look, man, you know, when I read this shit, and like I said on Facebook today, when I came home, I had to take a shower. I feel like I, you know, I need another shower now. It's disgusting. What's wrong with you? What the fuck is the matter with this guy? Oh, um, I'm just reading the chat room, and May says, JJ got blocked by Hogan, laughed my fucking ass off. This explains the hostility. No, brother, there was hostility before then. I'm not a Hulk Hogan fan. I'm, you know, I was when I was growing up because, you know, I believed in the, you know, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, brother. But uh, I just think this guy's a douchebag, a total waste of fucking space. You know, and when he dies, someday I want to go to his grave so that I can piss on it, okay? Damn. But I mean, you know what, Maze? You know, when your kid gets past, you know, a certain age. All right, you know, you got a kid who's, a, you know, a preteen. You hug them, you kiss them, you show them love. Yes, fine. But she's an adult now. And, you know, I once my kid gets past the age of nine, I don't mean for this, you know, to get creepy, but I don't want to be rubbing fucking lotion on them. I don't want to be posting pictures of, you know, their legs and say, oh, look how beautiful my daughter is. Motherfucker, the bitch is on TV every week. We know what she looks like. You don't have to. And, and especially, especially you say, OK, this person tweeted this instead of me. If I was a father going after that sick bastard or banning him or blocking him, you retweet it. Well, this this is the same guy that wasn't last year. Some asshole on Twitter had fucking said something about I was just balls deep in Brook, and he retweeted it. What? Yes, he did. Hulk Hogan retweeted a tweet that some asshole had put out there that said he was balls deep in Brook. I guess he didn't realize what that meant, or he just didn't fucking pay attention because Hogan was. That's why I got banned because I said something about him retweeting everything that somebody says. You know, I think I said something like, I just took a shit. Can I get a retweet, Hulk? Wow, that... What a fucking disgrace. You know... I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like I got... You know, I got bugs crawling on me. It's fucking... Oh. It's creepy, man. Creepy, 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 creepy. You know what, Hulk? You better hope one day you don't have your fucking, you know, picture on a sex offender's list. And... What's wrong with you? What I mean, the fuck? does anybody else realize that his fucking wife right now, his current wife, looks exactly like Brooke? 
Doesn't that tell you anything, folks? Man, I, I can't even joke about this. I, I, I wanted this to be funny, but I, I I can't, bro. I just can't do it. I'm sorry if I let you down. I can't. I'm almost thinking that instead of you know us getting upset about pedo mustaches, we should get upset about the you know, handlebar mustache. That should be the new pedo mustache, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, what happens, you know, one day someone, you know, posts a picture of her naked, and what are you going to do? Well, brother, look how beautiful my daughter is. You know, someone fed her a bunch of fucking, you know, quaaludes, and she's out cold, and they took a picture of her. Look at her tits, brother. Oh, yeah, that money I spent on her, you know, on her tits was well worth it, brother. <laughs> and Brass Eye sums it up best in the chat. Best thing for Hogan is to have a pick on a milk carton with the word missing above it. Absolutely. And that's all I got to say about that. Thank you, Forrest. That's going to do it for the news of the week. Hogan, you dirty perv. Wow. I'm spent. Yeah, I hear you, man. Now I have to worry about Hogan suing me for those slanderous things I just said. Oh, me too. <laughs> let, me, let me save you the trouble, Hulk. I ain't got no money for you to take, so good luck with that. Yeah, you know, not only that, I could probably go in court and defend myself to the point where making you look like a complete and utter fucking pedophile douchebag, which you are. And you know, Hulk, I'd invite you over to the house, but I'm afraid you might have Nick drive you here, so <laughs> I kind of like my living room the way it is. Yeah, true that, you know. I mean, you know, could you imagine Nick with Kit from Knight Rider? The devastation. He could rule the world. Actually, know? no. If Kit was actually driving the car, he wouldn't be fucking killing people or fucking making them vegetables or wrecking the car. So, I mean, that might actually work pretty good. Yeah, true. You know, Hulk needs the money, man. I mean, you know, it, it, his son, you know, is good at making vegetables, you know, better than a fucking produce farmer. I mean, come on, man. Really? I mean, you know, it's to the point where... I love TNA, and him being in TNA, to me, is a fucking disgrace. I mean, and Brooke, too. You know, honey, do you see what's going on? Do, do you not speak out on it? Or, you know, I feel sorry for her. Because who knows how long this shit's been going on. I, I, well, you know what? At the end of the day, I really don't give a shit. You know, it's her yeah. life, not mine, so fuck it. Whatever. Well, that's going to do it for your news of the week, sponsored by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. With that said, we're going to go ahead and hit another commercial break, come back, open up the phone lines, take a few phone calls, and get the show wrapped up before we get out of here, folks. So with that said, you're listening to Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be right back right after this. This is Rob Van Dam, the whole effing show, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network.
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. What's up, guys and gals? This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. TNA Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a show that talks about TNA Wrestling? Then tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, as he reviews the latest episode of Impact Wrestling and takes your phone calls to get your thoughts on the state of TNA Wrestling. Are you ready to cross that line? On the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. And now it's time for another edition of A Day in the Life of Hulk Hogan. All my little Hulkamaniacs out there. Hulk Hogan just got back from the club, brother, and I'm about to lay the smack down on some poor, unsuspecting female that I met at the bar, brother. Are you ready for the Hulkster, brother? I was born ready. I- I've never done anything like this before, but y- I- I've seen you my whole life. My brother had posters of you on his door. Well, your brother's got good taste, dude. <laughs> So the question you gotta be asking yourself, brother, what you gonna do when the 24-inch python runs wild on you? Rip the shirt, Hulk! Rip the shirt! Rip it! Uh, Why isn't it ripping? Hulk! Brother, it's not pre-cut, brother, sorry. How about I just take it off? Okay. Are you ready for the 24-inch python? Oh, I'm so ready. I love pythons. Well, get ready, brother. Why did you call me brother? Uh, just to have you don't like it when I call you brother? I, I kind of like it when you call me brother. <laughs> kind of turns you on, doesn't it, brother? <laughs> it kind of does. I do this all the time with Brutus Beefcake, brother. But I, but I really want to see the python, Hulk. The python. All right, brother, close your eyes. Get ready for a big surprise. Okay. Huh? Huh? Here comes the 24-inch python, brother. 
Is that like a baby python? Oh, must be cold in here, brother. Give me a sec. And while the Hulkster looks for his fanny pack, we conclude yet another day in the life of Hulk Hogan. Joe, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network. All right, we're back here on Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. I am uh, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, and of course, I'm joined by my co host, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is Tony J. Mirabella, affectionately known as. As the Bronx father. Man, tonight's just one of those nights, man, where, like, it's always the news, isn't it? The news is, like, killing me. Killing me. Uh, yeah, the news does tend to make us laugh a little bit. Uh, brings a little levity to the situation, thank God. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like you can't write this shit. But, you know... It's like WWE booking. We're getting the same shit every week. Hogan, Tammy Lee. You know, we need we need some new news items. Tammy Lee? Who the fuck is that? Tammy Lee Sitch. Oh, is that her middle name, Lee? Isn't it? I don't know. You're the one that's bringing that up. I, if it is, it is. But I don't think it is. But okay. Whatever. It's Maybe it's Tammy Lynn Sitch, not Lee. Lee's a good guy's middle name, I think. Lynn, you're right. Whatever, the crackhead bitch who keeps going back, you know, with the same guy who's beating the shit out of her. Oh, for a minute, I was talking about Stacey Angel, but I guess you're talking about Tammy Lynn Sitch. My bad. Oh, burn. Ouch. And there are people out there shaking their heads saying, what the fuck is he talking about? All will be revealed soon. I tell you what, let's go ahead and uh, we're going to open up the phone lines. Call into Wrestling News Live. I want your opinions on anything you've heard tonight. Stories, uh, what you think of Raw, what you thought of the Rumble, whatever. We're opening up the phones to you. So there are a couple different ways to call. If you're outside the United States, then obviously it's going to uh, it's going to cost you just a little bit. But you can reach us at 501-588-7957. Charges will apply. If you're in the United States and you want to call toll-free, you can do that. The number is 1-888-890-9618. You cannot call this number if you do not live in the United States. It is not toll-free. Just letting you know. Don't even try it. Also, you can just add us to Skype. Add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype account and get us that way. But those are the ways to call. If you need those numbers again, just look above the chat room if you're there. Otherwise, somebody in the chat will probably post them. But those are the ways to call in. While we're waiting on a call, I do want to go ahead and, and uh, do a couple emails. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email. Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it. 
And I want to apologize, everybody, right off the top here. This is not my finest hours. I'm, uh, you know, sucking back the sinuses. I mean, it's it's pretty rough tonight, but uh, we are maintaining on this show tonight. Show had to go on. Um, let's go to our emails. This first one comes to us from uh, Mike from Windsor. Hey, guys, Mike here. Just want to quickly talk about Ziggle's promo at the Rumble. JJ, I can't remember exactly, but last week you mentioned a scenario of Ziggles winning the Rumble and going to Mania to win the World Championship, then cashing in his contract and winning the WWE title, unifying them. Well, did anyone else get excited when Ziggles mentioned this in a promo? I literally had a smile on my face thinking that WWE is actually planning to merge the titles and have one title in the company, a move that should have been done years ago. Do you guys think this may still be in the cards? I mean, Ziggles can still cash in, or better yet, win the title at the Chamber match and go to WrestleMania, the world champ. Then after Rock Cena match, cash in on the winner of that match. But I'm just reaching here. It's a long, a very, 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 very long shot. Anyways, love Sunday Night Showdown this week. It was funny hearing Bronx be upset the whole show. Made me laugh. Take care, Mike from Windsor. He thinks that you being upset is funny. Well, I wasn't upset the whole show, although I did go off, you know, towards the end. But, you know, uh, yeah, you know, you know, we're talking about what, you know, they're going to do with, with booking scenarios in the near future. And we've got time. You know, we've got one pay-per-view. And after that, you know, it's it's a break from March to April for uh, no February to April, actually for you know wrestlemania so let's see what happens absolutely let's go to the phone lines really quickly i believe we have joining us on the program a caller welcome to wrestling news live who's this it's the crazy nerd the network walkie how's it going god damn it walkie we are not talking about star trek tonight don't you fucking bring up oh no john no, no, luke no. picard I'm not bringing up star trek. none don't of that shit now. none of that shit tonight no <laughs> no no plans of doing that actually i was the plan i called in tonight until that last segment my God, you know, <laughs> I hate to bring up an old Wrestling News Live uh, liner from years ago, but this whole Hogan thing, <laughs> I feel like every little fucking little controversy this old prick brings out, it almost feels like Hulk Hogan is like doing a donkey punch in my freaking childhood. You know, about... <laughs> What the hell is up with this old man? I'm like, I, I, I used to, I used to like respect that son of a bitch, and now he comes, comes around and does perverted things like that. And I mean, you, you guys had to bring up that stupid music video from years ago. I had that burned out of my memory a long time ago. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, at, out of everything he's done, that has ruined me as a Hulkamaniac. You know, this whole shit with his daughter is like, look. Dude, how can you not understand it's creepy? You know, how do you not? And if you do understand it's creepy and you're using it for publicity, you're even a bigger piece of shit. Yeah, bigger piece of shit like you used to have that reality show from years ago. Listen, it's one thing to be a proud papa, okay? I would never post any kind of pictures revealing of my daughter's legs and say, hey, look at my daughter's sexy legs, okay? Oh, hey, look at my daughter. Don't you want to fucking bang her? Yeah, like like a father would fucking say that. And any decent father, I mean, obviously one that um, might have slept with his daughters and maybe impregnated one of them, you know, like 
maybe someone from Kentucky or Alabama. That that probably Jesus. does happen. <laughs> I mean, watch Maury. That shit happens, folks, okay? But a normal good parent wouldn't fucking do that, all right? I feel Just like it belongs to Jerry Springer more than Maury. Well, okay, you're right. Maury's more the, you know, is Hogan the baby daddy, you know? Uh, you're right. You're right. It, it is more Jerry Springer. Exactly. I mean, that'd be putting a black face to Maury Pulp, uh, the Maury, for heaven's sakes. Well, I mean, you know, one day if Brooke has a kid with a head the size of a fucking tractor trailer and, you know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've offended some people in chat. Before you get offended, know this. I am from the state of Arkansas. That's all I need to say, okay? That's all I need to say. Let's laugh about it and have a good time. Well, shit. Yeah, chill, man, chill. Relax. I, I'm not even going to, you know, I don't want to get fired. So I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, you want to talk about the state capitol being inbred. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Anywho. He's quiet and I'm in trouble. I'm not going to fire you. That's the third time this week I've heard somebody made mention of the fact that I ban them or fire them for having an opinion. We're having fun, Bronx. Relax. I laugh at myself all the time. Look, I'm from Arkansas, okay? There's a, there's a family there called the Duggars that in 20 years, it's the only population in Arkansas is going to be all the fucking Duggar kids. <laughs> Seriously. It's going to be so bad they're going to start marrying each other and having fucking kids. It would be like some 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 people's mis mis uh, misinterpretation of of uh, the UK and how that pisses uh, my wife off a lot. Yes, yeah, I can I can get your point on that. It's like, yeah. I mean, we we got fucking hills called the Ozarks that they think are mountains. They're fucking hills. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, I have to say this, but I did ding 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 ding. ding, ding. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, you know, every time I call into this radio show, I mean, the last time I talked about this, I like went batshit crazy over the Hulk Hogan tweet about Edge's retirement, and I just ended up feeling not following him and just not caring anymore. And it's just every time he does this, every every stupid little news, every stupid little sex video, every stupid little tweet of Brooke Hogan being preferred to the old man, it is, you know, it, it gets me thinking, of all the faces of this comp of the WWE in the past history, I respect more Stone Cold Steve Austin because he, uh, he's handled himself much more better in his post-career than uh, ever, much better than Hogan's. And I mean, I could say the same thing about Brett and Sean, because it's like you look at them and you compare them to Hogan. I mean, those guys have had a more better way of handling their private lives more than this this little idiot has had. I I, I agree. Can I can I also say how many of you in the chat room have lived in a trailer park? I have. I lived in a little town called Sheridan, Arkansas. That was so small that. When Walmart moved in, we went uptown. <laughs> we were considered a big deal because we got a Walmart. So don't get offended, please. I'm just having fun. I'm funning. It's all good. 
Back to your point, Walkie. I'm sorry. Well, just quick response to Shifty. Yeah, Austin has not had the most perfect private lives, but I'm talking about after he retired. Yeah, but another, you know, Austin, Brett, Sean, none of them have had 70% of their fucking. Look, 70%, guys, is a lot. You know, if you've got $10 and I take seven, you're going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything that he fucking can to make that back that money because now, now that Linda, who is, you know, currently using that money for bail or whatever, she's fucking, in, you know, in jail for what she done. He's, he knows that any money he makes from, you know, this point forward, he doesn't have to give up. That's where I think, you know, the, the differential is. You look at guys like Flair, you look at guys like Hogan, but I'll tell you what, I'd rather deal with Ric Flair, who's a guy who will fuck me out of money, than deal with Hogan, who's a guy who might, you know, sell pictures of my 15-year-old daughter. Sorry. Well, in all actuality, if, if you compare Hogan and Flair, I mean, yeah, Hogan's had, what, five wives or, or something like that? But uh, he kind of has a little bit more grace in, in how he uh, conducts himself or a bamboozle or whatever is that, you know, despite the little little controversy that happened in Japan, you know. But, I mean, I, I've said every time I've called into this program for years that the whole thing with Hogan and TNA, I'm willing to give it a little bit of leeway. But I'm starting to right now that that leeway is gone. I, Welcome to I, where I, I am, Walkie. Welcome to my side of the fence. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at this from. I was trying to look at this from an open t- perspective and all that. But yeah, exactly. I I can't. I can't do that anymore. It's like every moment that Hogan's going to be on that program, and I think it's going to be a black guy to, to TNA. I'm sorry, Bronx, but it. it I. It, it's this. Hogan's right now the biggest black guy to TNA right now, and they're promoting his ass. The brother is crossing the line, Bronx. He's crossing that line. (laughs) Yeah. I think Hogan's is going to be the biggest black mark to TNA right now. I think they should just get rid of him and just do something else. And Hogan just needs to go back and just get away and put his life together. You know, fuck Hawk Hogan. Damn, Walkie's dropping fucking furniture. (laughs) He's dropping furniture. He's dropping the F-bomb. Walkie's crossing the motherfucking... Uh, he's crossing the line, folks. It's like Bioshock Infinity all over again, right? Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> so. I mean, it, it, you know, it's like being a Superman fan as a kid and then finding a video of Superman, you know, doing a Japanese porn where he's, you know, shitting on a chick. Oh, see, I, thought, know, I thought you were going a completely different way. I thought you were going to bring up Nicolas Cage as Superman. I was going to say, oh, please don't. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I got worked on that. I won't even get into it. Into it. I'm like, there was a movie that Tim Burton was going to do as Superman that was going to have Nick Cage as Superman. Did you guys see the photos that was released? I had to hand, hand him in the suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's, like, he's like wearing a Batman suit, you know, with the fucking abs and shit in it, you know? It was like awesome. Yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> oh, I would have shit all over that. I'm like, really? I mean, look, I like, you know, Nicolas Cage, but he's. Superman, really? I mean, it's like, you know, when I want to have an old, balding guy play Superman, I'll, you know, look at my family and get someone to play. 
Like, well, at least, uh, at least they never considered Hulk Hogan to be Superman. That would be like the blackest thing in that franchise's history. Oh no, it could have been worse. Could, you could have Keanu Reeves as Superman. Whoa, I'm Superman. Oh my god. I'm like from the planet Krypton. Oh whoa, I'm Superman. Whoa. I'm gonna save you. Hey, I Lord, can fly. Me. Whoa, I've got heat vision. Whoa, I know kung fu. Oh, it's kryptonite. It's making me weak. Pretty much. This kryptonite goes faster than 50 miles an hour, dude. The plan will be destroyed. I mean... Whoa. Whoa. So, anything else, Walkie? Uh, before I end up destroying more shit, I, I, that's basically all it is. I mean, I could go into a little bit of a longer debate about the current state of, of the WWE, but it's, it's not worth it. I could save it for another time. I just think... <sighs> Yeah, I, I think in the end I'm just crossing. I'm crossing that line. I'm with you, JJ. I hate. I, I hate to say it. I mean, for a long time and years, I've called in the Wrestling News Live with all the hosts that I've ever called sick talk to. I've been so central neutral to this company, but now I'm going to have to say, as long as Hulk Hogan stays within the TNA, um, his private life is going to be a detrimental to that company, and I think it's time for him to go. So I'm just going to end it like that. And before I fucking throw up, I better just I better leave. So I'll talk to you guys later. All right, Walkie, take it easy, bud. Walkie has crossed the line, folks. He is my brother at arms now. Walkie well, has joined the resistance. Well, I mean, you know, it makes me think that, you know, Hogan isn't so upset with Bully Ray because he fell in love with Brooke, but it's because he's, you know, muscling him aside. Can you imagine a promo? Well, you know, something... Bully, you know, you want to be with my daughter, brother, but, you know, you haven't rubbed, you know, lotion on her legs and ass like I have, brother. And Oh, would, uh, you, would you stop? You're creeping me out, man. I'm getting sick to my stomach here. His fucking tweets are enough to creep you out. Oh. I've tried to be, you know, civil, but that's, that can't happen on this show. Yeah, no doubt. Let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? This is DJ. DJ, what's up, my man? What is going on, Mr. Jackson? How are you doing today? How are you doing this fine? Well, here in Texas, it's like 20 degrees. It's cold and windy, you know? Fuck you. <laughs> it's warmer there than it is here, bastard. I know, but... um, what, whereabouts, just... whereabouts in Texas? I'm in El Paso, Texas. Oh, you're in El Paso? Okay. I've never been to El Paso, but I lived a lot of... I, I spent a lot of time in Dallas and Fort Worth... And I even lived in a little town called St. Joe and then Gainesville. Gainesville is, like, right on the border of, like, Oklahoma. Okay. So You've I, never passed by El Paso? I've never, I've never been that far out, no. Oh, wow. It's a lot of cactuses and stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, in the summer it's like 100 degrees, so you know. See, you know, I, I've, been, I've been a lot of places in my life. I was born in the Philippines because my dad was in the Air Force. And we left there when I was, like, a year or two old. And... Then I lived in Arkansas for most of my life. Lived in Texas for a couple of years. Lived in Oklahoma for a couple of years. You know, and now I'm living in a completely different country. So my uncle told me the other day, he's like, you're the only guy I know that's lived in three different countries. I'm like, yeah, but you really can't count when I was one. Like, I don't remember that. Right. That is true. I've never, you know, left the state. I've always wanted to go to England, but then, you know, they pee all over the place. So I'm like, eh, I'll stay here and do that. You know, oh, <laughs> they, got, they got the bad plumbing. They just throw the piss out the window and hope it doesn't hit yeah. anybody. Yeah, that is true. So, um, 
I was listening to SNS at a Blast Arena watching the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. You guys were more entertaining. Bronx's jokes made my friend laugh. And it's really hard to make my friend laugh. You know, me and him were listening to the whole, you know, SNS. And, you know, his jokes made my friend laugh because they're Mexican jokes. I'm a Mexican myself, so I was laughing my ass off too. Maybe only, only me and him got the jokes because, you, know, you know, we're Mexicans and all that. But I'm just looking at the chat room, and you've offended Ashley, who's English. He's like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm sorry. The pay-per-view, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I was pissed the Cena won. But, you know, after listening to you, after the show, you know, yelling and screaming and doing all your, um, your points, I can see the WWE just wants the money. They just want, at the end of the day, the $100 million that WrestleMania brings. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's fine. But, you know... After WrestleMania, they need to go back to two-hour Raws. I could... There's some stuff on Raws. Like, why am I watching this again? I got Bork Laser. Bork Laser came back. Bork Laser saved that show for me. I was jumping on my bed, going crazy, because Bork Laser's back. And I'm a big Brock Lesnar fan. Huge. I just hope to God they don't shit on him. I hope he wins a few matches. Just one or two. Oh, I'm sure he will. I mean, he's Bork Laser, damn it. He's Bork Laser. I swear to God, I'm going to go on my on my Xbox tomorrow and make Bork Laser that's going to be a parody of Brock where he's going to be he's going to look like a like an overgrown ape. His knuckles will drag the floor and I'm going to call him Bork Laser. I just think it works that way. So you, unload that. You want to be realistic. Have you seen his head? Bigger than his body. Come on, dude. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. I could see tomorrow, like, and I get my arm broken, you know. Oh, yeah. But, you know, no, seriously, I, I I like Brock Lesnar, and I'm glad to see him back with the company. Um, you know, I, I hope he does rack up a couple wins. But at the same time, I want to see him put people over. I mean, if you're going to have him in the company, you may as well utilize him. And a win over Brock Lesnar is a big deal. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's it's like... If Vince calls me right now and says, hey, Bronx, you know, I've I've listened to you on Wrestling News Live and I want you to come out and be a manager and you have to do 10 appearances and I'll pay you five million dollars. OK, you know, the guy's getting a huge fucking paycheck and, you know, he has to feed his family. He's basically blackballed from baseball, football, baseball. Hockey. Hockey. Baseball. Wait, 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 wait. When did Bork Laser play baseball? baseball? Look, he's blackballed from every fucking sport, including tennis. Talk about your steroid scandal. He's tried. Wow. He's tried everything, okay? Basically, for this man, WWE is all he has left. Wrestling is all he has left. So, you know what? If he can make a paycheck, yeah, but. I think you need to utilize him a bit better than you did last year. You know, let him come out, destroy a couple of jobbers a few weeks in a row. And I agree, you know, agree with what you're saying. And then let him put someone over. Use him. My problem is they're going to do like they did last year, pay him 
a billion fucking dollars and have him come out two, three times and do nothing. I'm almost afraid that, you know, in the next two years, at some point, he's going to get fed up and say he's going to go live his dream and go join the NHL and go play for a hockey team. Or baseball team. Well, yeah, because apparently, I don't know, man, he's not blackballed from those, but, you know, I'm glad you think he is. I don't know, Brock might actually do pretty well in hockey. You know, he could be a goalie. Takes up the whole fucking goal. You know, he's so fucking large. He would kill people in hockey because he's so big. He just throw him across the ring, and you know, he's huge. The guy he's scores. Huge. He'd fuck go over and f five him with all the fucking goalie gear on. Yeah, but he's still not as fucking big as he was originally. You know, well, because of his operation, right? Right, right. Yeah, true. But well, no, no, because he got off the steroids. He didn't need to use them anymore. He went from being like three hundred pounds in the WWE, jacked up, full of steroids. To the UFC, where he had to be down a certain weight, he had to be in like the 260 range. So he obviously wasn't taking the roids, you know. And he doesn't look as big as he used to, obviously. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him get back on the juice. Did he get like a haircut? Because he looked different from the last time we saw him. Yeah, his hair's a lot shorter, but he still has the buzz cut. I mean, it's the same fucking haircut. He just, it's really short. Man, you know, fellas, who's a guy I could see brought into this mix? It's a little too late for WrestleMania. We've got like two months. But can you imagine if Batista came back? And I mean, you know, the roided up, you know, WWE version of Batista. And maybe had him start some shit with Bork Laser. I'd love to see a match between Batista and Bork Laser. That would be fucking amazing. I mean, just think about how many classic spots you could call, you know. They'd just be throwing each other around. Body slam, shove. Uh, I just I just don't really think that would be a great match, to be quite honest. Yeah, but people would, you know, pay to see it, you know. <laughs> well, to be honest, dude, and I know you're going to uh, WrestleMania. Um, would you want to see Triple H versus Brock Lesnar again? Is that is that something you you would want to see, or is there somebody else you you would want Bork Laser to face at WrestleMania? Absolutely, there's other people I'd like to see him face. I think, you know, seriously, you could go several different routes. Um, you know, if you wanted to turn CM Punk face, you put him in there. If you wanted to have The Undertaker have a match with him, you put him in there. If you really wanted to do something big with Ryback, put him up against Brock right out the gate. You know, instead of Triple H, why not say, hey, Ryback, defend Vince's honor? Why not? I just think it would be a big moment for a guy like Ryback. I mean, would it be a technically, you know, great match? Probably not. But it'd be two powerhouses going in there and beating the shit out of each other. And every now and then, that's good. That's cool to watch, you know. I just think that Triple H and Brock for a second time really doesn't do much for me. I enjoyed the first match. But what are they going to do? I mean, you ultimately have to give the victory to Triple H. I can't see him going in and losing to Brock again. And then where does Brock go from there? It's like, okay, well, he just lost. You know, What, what are you going to do? Is he going to stick around or is he going to take his ball and go home and come back at SummerSlam? You know, that's the only problem that I have with this whole Brock Lesnar scenario. Yeah, my problem is after they have a second, I don't want them having a third at SummerSlam to, you know, 1-1. You know how they're going to do with the Rock and Cena eventually. I don't want that to happen with Triple H and Brock, you know. That's my, you know, progression where in April, you know, May, June, I think it's in July we have SummerSlam. I just don't want another Brock Lesnar versus Triple H if they do have it at WrestleMania. You know, I don't want him to have it again because why? Well, I mean, what's the point? I mean, Triple H is to the point where he should be retiring. He's 
going to be heading the company. There's no sense in him even wrestling anymore, you know? I just, I don't really know where they go from there. But, you know, yeah, I, I would like to see something other than Brock and Triple H, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, what if you had Triple H come out and say, you know what, Brock, you know, you beat up my father-in-law, you know, I, I'm not going to stand for that. We have to go again. And then Ryback interrupts and says, you know what, Triple H, you know, let me do this for you, man. You know, I, I've got the utmost, you know, respect for you and the company. Let me do this for you. Let me take out Brock. And you kind of have Triple H putting Brock over, saying, all right, man, you know what? You're right. This guy broke my arm. This guy beat me. And you know what? If this is what you want, go ahead, man. Take out Brock. And you have a few segments with Triple H and Ryback. And then finally, it leads to a match where maybe you have Ryback versus Brock. And Triple H is in Ryback's corner. And you have Heyman or whoever, Punk and, and you know, Brock's corner. And you do something like that. That could be kind of cool. And you know what? Imagine this. Now I'm going really crazy. Imagine if that happens. And then at some point, like at SummerSlam, you have Ryback versus Triple H. And Triple H puts Ryback over. And they hug and shake hands. And Triple H passes the torch to Ryback. How about that? It could happen. It could happen. Because <clears throat> Ryback, I think this is going to be the last guy Vince has picked to be a big thing. Because Vince is getting up there. He's either going to retire or he's not going to be around forever. And I think this is probably the last guy he's going to handpick to be the guy. Next right. up, it's going to be Triple H making those decisions. So I look for Ryback to get a push. You know, again, somebody was saying something about he doesn't have any character right now. He does. He's got a badass character that just goes out there and beats the shit out of people. That's why people consider him to be Goldberg version 2.0. Goldberg really didn't have a character development either. He was just a guy that went out there and beat people in two minutes. But over time, your character should evolve. Most people are able to evolve over time. The Undertaker was a character that didn't say shit when he first started. Paul Bearer was his manager. He went out there. He beat the shit out of people. And he said, rest in peace. Did The Undertaker not evolve over time? Yes, he did. You all evolve over time. And I think even John Cena has evolved over time. And I think Ryback will evolve over time. And well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and uh, I think we've got another email that I want to read. A couple of emails before we get out of here. This one comes to us from Mark in the UK. Hey, guys. Just finished watching Impact and Monday Night Raw. I'm going to keep this as short as I can. As TNA is concerned, I'm going to watch TNA's pay-per-views. Um, they could really put on a show better than WWE's pay-per-views sometimes. I have many reasons why I'm going to stop watching, but I should give you only one reason. Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray. Of all the people on that roster, they pick Bubba. It just doesn't work. I find it a shame that TNA can't seem to put together, um, put it together. I really don't know what is missing in the industry today is competition. The WWE has no competition, and that's why sometimes I feel they don't even try. It's the random matches, and it's becoming more and more random. I know I'm bitching a lot. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just losing interest in the sport. It's changed so much over the years, and I could list off a lot of guys that have left that made me glued to the TV 
Not so much now. I miss ECW, WCW, and the WWF days, but every dog has its day, I suppose. It's all well and good having The Rock back, but I want it, but it won't be too long till he's gone again. It's just one more thing, and I'll leave. Brock Lesnar's earning his $5 million a year, isn't he? I think not. Have a good one, guys. I can't disagree with any points you just made. No. And, you know, Brock, you know, he's not earning it. I mean, come on, you know, look. I'll I'll leave it open to see what Brock does. You know, if, if they use him right and use him better, you know, than they did last year, I'm fine. But if they don't, then again, yeah, it's another $5 million down the toilet. But then again, Linda, you know, uh, Linda McMahon spent $100 million and flushed that shit down the toilet. So what the hell? Why not? Why not? Uh, this next one comes to us from... Uh, the man that's going to be co-hosting the WrestleMania edition of Sunday Night Showdown with whomever hosts are on the broadcast. We still don't know at this point, but uh, I know myself and Harmony will not be here because we'll be at WrestleMania. Um, but yes, that's right, L-Train. Hey, yo, guys. Man, oh, man, it's unbelievable how Raw can be each week. We get some nice points like Cesaro versus Orton. A pretty cool introduction and storyline going into Wade Barrett and Bo Dallas. Punk going ballistic at the start, uh, and then Brock, finally, no pun intended, returning and spinning Vince like a Frisbee. Unfortunately, we also had to suffer through bullshit like Vince and Creative's idea of the chuckle hut with P2P and Ryback, a lingerie dance-off of sorts, which I hope to eradicate from my brain someday, and Kali doing terrible karaoke. Come on, WWE, if I have to suffer through Kali, at least give me a team high-low match. At least there are good points to Raw, though. Hope you got your payment, JJ, and everything is finally settled. As of now, no. And Bronx, looking forward to Mania with you and the Shark. Though with that chuckle Sunday about you having a song already picked to open the show, I'm a little scared. Till next time, peace, L-Train. I know what you're going to do, Bronx. You're going you're gonna to get the old WWE L-Train music, or the A-Train music, aren't you? No. Really? No. I got something, you know, special planned for L-Train. And uh, you'll have to wait and see, man. But, you know, you put your foot into it. So you got to deal with me and you got to deal with Shark. So I hope you're ready, man. You better bring your lunch. Yeah, better bring your A-game. Because <laughs> it's going to be interesting, I promise you. Real fucking interesting. Uh, finish out the emails. This one comes to us from Acer. Hey, yo, JJ and Bronx Father. This is the Aces of Ace. The Aces of Aces, Acer, thank God he's not Aces and Eights. I was about to hang up on him or not finish reading the email. <laughs> the Aces of Aces, Acer, as always. Now then, I know there are those critics out there who don't like what they saw in the 2013 Royal Rumble. It was pretty predictable, but still a very solid event with pretty good matches. What do you guys think about John Cena winning the Rumble match and Rock ending CM Punk's historic 434-day reign with the WWE Championship? Do you guys think 2013 will be the year of the Super John Cena? Do you also see John Cena Rock 2 WWE title match at WrestleMania 29, or would you rather see something different, like a triple threat between Punk, Cena, and Rock, or something else for that matter? As for Raw last night, entertainment-wise, it was good. Show-wise, it, was it wasn't all that bad, but kind of brutal to say the least. 
the Raw after the Royal Rumble. What are your thoughts on Raw last night? Hopefully, WWE has some plans for talents and events in the near future. Well, as far as our take on Raw, listen to the first part of the show. We pretty much covered that. As far as Rock Cena 2, I have hopes it'll be better than the first one. Would a triple threat be okay? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it would be interesting to say the least. It wouldn't be the same match, but I don't really know that it would bring anything else out. Also, I'm glad for the Bronx father watching The Waterboy a few weeks ago, and I hope he watches some other interesting movies he hasn't watched yet as well. And to JJ, what a fantastic pipe bomb on last week's edition of TNA Chat Live. Hope you and some of the rest of the talent get paid from Heart Legacy Wrestling eventually. And if not, karma's going to strike like a bitch, like a motherfucker. <clears throat> Apparently I have to do Samuel L. Jackson voice now. You guys better motherfucking pay me in the talent or else I'm going to slaughter you motherfuckers and make you humble at the same time. You got that, motherfuckers? Well, that's all for now. Take care of yourself, fellas. Keep on doing what you do each and every week on Wrestling News Live. Have a terrific week, gentlemen. Sincerely, Acer. Wow. There you go. There you have it. Oh, I got a call coming in. I got to take this real quick. Hold on a second. Uh, it's an Arkansas number. Should I answer it? Yeah, go ahead. You think I should? <clears throat> All right, let's do this. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? I like them French fried taters. <clears throat> is this Carl? I reckon it is. Wow, Carl from Sling Blades calling in, folks. He's from Malvern, Arkansas. Did you know that? Well, I mean, you know, Carl, what do you call a sling blade, man? Most people call it a Kaiser blade, but I call it a sling blade. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like them French fried taters, Bronx. Mm-hmm. I like them too, man. So I got to ask you, Carl, what do you think of John Cena winning the Rumble? I reckon it don't hurt nobody for John Cena to win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. I reckon he's due. Mm-hmm. Wow. What do you think of Ryback? I think he's a pretty big feller. I like him. I think he likes them French fried taters, too. Mm-hmm. You going to feed him more? I reckon I will. Yeah, man. A lot of taters, man. I reckon you boys should get on with the show. I reckon I got to go back to my room now. Love listening to Wrestling News Live. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Bye. Wow. Carl calling in. Are you kidding me? Sling blade, folks. I told you I live in some backwood shit back in Arkansas, and we got fucking Carl from Sling Blade calling in. He likes them French fried taters, y'all. He really does. I mean, you know, does he know, you know, what's that number you call for the police? 911. I reckon you better call it. I'm, I'm actually surprised you've seen that movie. I, I, I don't know... If I should just shit a brick right now or fucking sing Hallelujah. You have actually seen that. Of all the fucking movies in the world, you've actually seen Sling Blade. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot believe it. He has seen Sling Blade. Well, I mean, shit, you know, everyone else in wrestling is dropping, a, you know, a pipe bomb. I mean, shit, you know, last night... You know, we found out that Heyman is behind the shield. We found out that, you know, Hogan enjoys rubbing lotions on his daughter. So why not, you know, me? Drop a pipe bomb. Yeah, I seen. 
<laughs> for the first time ever on this show, I think I don't know what to say. I am amazed and horrified at the same time. I wouldn't well, necessarily call it a pipe bomb that you did, but wow. Incredible. Well, we'll have some pipe bombs, you know, coming up if you don't get paid. <laughs> possibly, possibly. On that note, I think it's time we get the fuck out of here. I'm ready to get some rest, make a few phone calls, and see if I'm getting paid. Because I haven't heard shit from Mark DeShark DeCarlo, who was supposed to let me know how the meeting went and if we got our pay. So, no news is never good news. Well, I mean, I you know, I saw some pictures on Facebook today, and it was late. It was like maybe, you know, an hour or two before, you know, we went on the air, and it was like... I mean, oh, you know, go ahead. I mean, are you going to get paid in oats? Maybe. I don't know. As long as it's trade market value, that's fine. You know, if I can get money out of it, that's all good. You know, but um, I do want to, I want to say a couple things before we get off the air. Um, First of all, make sure you're listening to all the shows here on the SNS radio network. Shows like. TNA Chat Live on Thursday nights with uh, Tony Jabroni Ugh. and uh, the open book on Friday nights with the sensational Sean and, of course, Ashley. That is his name. I think, I think he, th- he thinks he's James Bond as well, but Ashley is his name for right now. Um, great podcast on this network like Beyond the Bell, the whole indie show, The Hard Way, the Elite Force podcast. Right now, it's just the weekend edition as Chuck W. is basically recuperating from uh, his surgery. Wish you well, Chuck, and hope that you're doing fine. And can't wait for you to come back. Make sure you're checking those shows out, guys. And uh, I don't have a timetable as to when this is going to happen. But I have talked with Brass Eye. And I'm putting this out here now. People that rely on Brass Eye to produce the shows. I need you at some point in the very near future because Brass Eye is going to be busy at some point in the near future. And I need you guys to get with him or get with someone who knows how to produce shows because any broadcast that he's producing, you guys are going to have to learn to stand on your own. You're going to have to learn how to produce and do all this stuff yourself because, you know, he's going to be a busy guy soon. And he can't produce all the shows. So that was one of the things on this network that we wanted to do is, is get people ready to stand on their own two feet. And so that's going to have to happen here pretty quick. So you guys need to start learning that process or find someone who can do it for you. But I would encourage you to learn it. It's not that hard. I went from being just a guy that talked all the time to now producing the shows and doing everything else. And believe me, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. If I can do it, you can do it. I mean, I'm from Arkansas, goddammit. How hard could it be? Well, you know, I want to learn. And, you know, I, I want to learn from somebody who actually knows what they're doing. I mean, I attempted to learn, but all I ended up learning about was fucking Big Macs. So, you know. But definitely, you know, Brass Eye has a lot of shit coming. And, uh, you know, yeah, we all need, you know, to step up. And... TNA Chat Live, you know, I'm going to keep on going. 
there will be a show Thursday, but, you know, <laughs> brass eyes busting his ass. And, uh, you know, he's, it. it's funny. I heard what he's going to be doing, and I just find it interesting. I won't go into detail. I find it interesting. Well, no, that's his personal life, and I don't want to bring that up. I mean, I, and, and I appreciate everything he's done. He's He's the MVP on this network because he does so much for everybody else, and you know, he knows that we are very thankful for that. But I'm just letting you guys know that you're going to start needing to find a way to do this show. Like, you're going to have to start learning the ropes. Not not to be confused with Maverick with running the ropes, which is a show that I forgot to promote. Um, make sure you listen to those guys, too, Maverick and Crelly. Definitely. Yeah, man. Interesting things going on. You know, we're on the road to WrestleMania, and... Uh, it's a bumpy road, you know, let, let's see. We've got some time right now. We're, you know, we've got a little over two months, you know, WrestleMania, the, the middle of April, well, the beginning of April, actually. And they've got the elimination chamber to, you know, do what they have to do. And let's see, you know, hopefully we get some surprises. I see Roxena too. That's going to happen. You know, Punk, the rumors are Punk Taker. Will it happen? We'll have to see. Taker's missing in action. Where is he? I don't know. He's on the back of a milk carton, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Let's see what happens, man. It is what it is, right? I mean, if he shows, he shows. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He might take this WrestleMania off. Who knows? I mean, if he does, kudos to him. But, you know, it's winding down. And I just want to say that, you know, um, I'm looking forward to what's going to transpire on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you have a, a vested interest. I mean, you're, you know, you're going to be there live. So it'll be your first WrestleMania live. And, you know, I'm excited because it's, it's good for my economy around New York City, you know, New Jersey. Okay, close enough. But, you know, let, let's see what leads up till then. Brock definitely is a, is a player now, and we'll have to see next week what happens. Hopefully they don't, you know, drag their feet. And I think everyone's saying Brock versus Triple H, too. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, on that note, we're going to get out of here. I've got a special song of the night that, uh, um, well, I like the song. I mean, you can... View it any way you want. It might be something Hulk Hogan listens to and thinks about his daughter, too. I don't fucking know. Oh, man. <laughs> Nor do I want to speculate. But we're going to kick it over to JSK, and we're getting out of here. And I mean out. You know, like Bronx at a gay convention. We are out of here. Good night, everybody. On behalf of the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Tony Jabroni! I am Mr. Money on the Mic. JJ Sexy. We'll see you next week for another edition. A wrestling news live. Nothing? You got nothing? I quit. I quit. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out.
brother. it's safe to say I'll never have Hulk Hogan on this program. Probably not. No. Wrestling News Live is not affiliated with the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other professional wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network.